Hello, guys and girls, and welcome to episode 170 of the F Reality Podcast. I'm back hosting the show, so sit back with a cuppa and relax as we discuss this week's top VR news. We're going to be talking about Oculus quietly dropping the price on the Oculus Rift S. We give you our reviews of Medal of Honor Above and Beyond on the PC and Mist on the Oculus Quest. We talk about the FTC suing Facebook and issues with Oculus and the German government. And to round up the show, Zim has got some awesome... New releases for you to look forward to next week. But for now, let me introduce you to the team and find out what's been their highlight of the week this week. And also let us know what you played in the chat so we can read out some of your highlights too. First up, this guy is the original rock star of VR, a real rolling stone. It's my Friesian friend. It's of course, Nathy. How you doing, dude? You all right? Yes, I am all right. Uh, I, uh, I indeed uh, uh, am an old rock star now. It's been a while. <laughs> but um, yeah, the the reason why you are referring to the stones is because I went to an exhibition about the Rolling Stones. Honestly, I never thought I would be going to a museum at the end of the year. Uh, it was a, a birthday uh, surprise. Um, but uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun. Uh, it was super exotic, actually, to be going to a museum. Um, and uh, this exhibition was about the Rolling Stones, about their whole career. It's crazy, man. These guys have been uh rocking around since what is it like 63 64 mm-hmm. bro it's crazy <laughs> and they're still kicking ass today yeah yeah i know right i know uh but it was super interesting they had uh like uh, their first guitars and they also made a replica of their um uh, room their their apartment they were living in it's like a complete mess man like uh, cigarettes laying around everywhere and food uh you know uh, everywhere and also uh, panties laying around everywhere so uh yeah rock and roll right true rock stars. Uh, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and some some uh, outfits of course some costumes um yeah super cool um I, I i did feel like i was one of the youngest folks in the room there were a lot of old people uh but uh yeah it was great it was great I really had fun time there. oh so this was in this was in real life then this wasn't in real life uh, yeah VR no thing? no not in vr no no real oh. um and uh they did give you like uh, masks uh, that were actually in the Rolling Stones uh, like theme, so it matched the museum, so you could blend in. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's great. No, it's 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 really nice that you can go to a museum, um, and and you could just see everyone was just going there also to kind of uh, um, do something else. Even if you weren't a fan of the Stones, people were like, mm-hmm. Fuck just it, get let's out go of the house. to a yeah, let's yeah. let's go <laughs> out, you know. So um, yeah, no, great time, great time, and and. Um, Sorry? Have you been playing much VR? No. No. <laughs> like Medal of Honor. Medal yeah. of Honor uh, above and beyond, of course. Uh, we're going to talk about that later. Yeah. Um, I haven't really been playing Population 1 because of the fact that Medal of Honor came out. Sure. Um, I was just completely standby on that. Um, but no. No, not really. Um, okay, don't. Yeah, there yeah. hasn't oh. also been that much coming out on the Quest or... Mist, CVR, so. which we're going to yeah, be talking missed, about later as missed, well. But um, true, missed, I don't know yeah. if that's really your jam or not, though. No, like like that. That's the thing. That's what I also said last week. Like uh, a lot of people are super hyped about Mist, but it is something from a from an older generation uh, mm-hmm. because uh, I didn't grow up with Mist. Like this is actually the first time I get introduced to Mist. Uh, yeah. So um, plus yeah. it's like a puzzle game, like a quite hardcore puzzle game by all accounts as well. So I'm not sure yeah. if that's kind of your jam either. Whereas kind know, of I'm me smart and enough. Zim's kind stuff. of thing. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. 
Well, if you missed it the first time around, okay, I'll, I'll save the puns for later. If you yeah. missed it. Yeah. Oh, uh, so by the way, let us know in the chat what your favorite rock band is. I would love to know. Favorite okay. rock band? What, like the Beatles count? What, whatever you consider rock. <laughs> okay. Um, so next up, this guy is always reliable in a pinch. A lovable rogue who will happily throw you a banana if you're in need. It's the one and only Rowdy VR. Thank you for uh, hosting the last couple of weeks, dude. I really appreciate it. It's been nice. It was nice to kick back and just relax, actually. But, uh, you know, back in the hot seat again. So uh, how are you enjoying retirement now? <laughs> my, my pleasure, first <laughs> off. Uh, I really didn't mind doing it. It was uh, it was actually a nice change of things, I think, as well, especially for me hmm. uh, to be hosting once in a while as well. So, uh, no, that, that's, been, that's been great. Uh, and this week uh, I've been, uh, I mean, it's coming close to Christmas, so, you know, all the deadlines are pretty much uh, rounding up. So it's been, uh, I think it's a busy period just for everyone. Um, but I did manage to play some VR, so I played some Medal of Honor. Like Nate said, we're going to talk about that a bit later. Uh, but I also managed to try out uh, Contractors. So, so ah. they have like a new update mm -hmm. out, so I played that uh, last week together with, uh, with Chris and Viper. Uh, we went in there, so I played the PC version on the virtual desktop, and it went terrible. Uh, <laughs> it was, uh, I, I don't know what happened to the game, but um, it just didn't run smoothly. Uh, like, I, I'm, I'm used to playing onward, uh, playing uh, Contractors as a very smooth experience. I rarely have any problems. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't get above, uh, above 60 frames per second, even on the lowest graphical settings. Uh, I don't know why, and I, I first thought maybe it's because I'm using virtual desktop, but both Chris and Viper were having the same kind of issues oh. uh, trying, trying it out. So I, I don't really know if that was just like bad luck with the servers or like, you know, Do you some, think that's related to the, that... the TIMAC routing? Um, you know, contractors tying between, obviously, now the Quest build and the PC build. I mean, onward, that's, that's what I thought onward unified, they, right? So I wonder yeah, if... That, that's what I thought as well. Like since they, it's it's pretty much a new build that you're playing on. That there's maybe some something that is still a problem uh, in there. Of course, I can't speak for the developers, but we had we didn't have a great experience in the game whatsoever. Um, it's still, I mean, I still like Contractors. Um, it's it's still one of my favorite go-to shooters. Mm -hmm. But uh, the experience I had last time was just not just not good enough. Um, I don't know if anyone has already tried it on the Quest. I haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's why I was mentioning it's actually quite solid on the Quest. Good. I love it. Yeah, it's, that's uh, what I've heard as well, so that people have been really having a good time playing on the Quest, but yeah. I don't know if that is uh, if that is maybe affecting like the, the PC version of it now, but, but that's, that's, that's what I, I don't think that's a good sign. Right? Like, it, um, that, was a, that was a development choice, right? They And that, that's from a development point, they're basically like, we have to unify, we can't fork our builds. Yeah. And, and you can understand why they did it, it was just weird that they didn't say they were going to do it up front. Mm -hmm. yeah. I felt like the, the messaging there could have been handled better. And if yeah. that's the case here, one of two things has happened. Either they tried to avoid that and they are still forked and there's something in the net code that's pulling the PC build down and they've allowed yeah. that or it's happened that the PC build has sacrificed because the quest build or, has or, run smooth. smooth or, as well. It's great. And not Another possibility is, of course, that I was just unlucky when I when I went on, and there mm -hmm. were like some maybe like some server issues that were causing problems. You know that can happen. I'm not going to discredit the game just based on my one experience since the update. Yeah, it's just that uh, it was striking the difference uh, since the last time I played it. That was before the update, and uh, and this time uh, it it was it was just a different experience. And I mean, I still had fun in the game but i had for example on some custom maps that worked great for chris or went great for viper it didn't work for me it was always one of us or two of mm. us that had a problem with a certain map and 
uh, we couldn't really pinpoint what it was. We were trying to like play around with the graphical settings, uh, trying to increase frame rates, but but uh, yeah, the, the Quest version, like for me, it was the first time I played Contractors. Uh, was on the Quest, and and Zim said last week that it was a bit like CS:GO. Um, it does kind of play like CS:GO for sure, but uh, um, on the Quest, like the frame rates were fine. Also, the gameplay worked just like it should. Uh, but the visuals, the graphics are well. It's like Rough. playing. It's like playing Roblox, uh, or something. But um, besides that, I did have fun. Uh, there was also this. What was it, Mike? Like this bot thing. Uh, what is it? Mission? Yeah, we played the. We played some of the co-op, co-op and then we went online. Yeah, and for some reason, my mic didn't work throughout pretty much the whole experience. Oh so yeah, we couldn't true. talk to each other through some of it. And then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, playing co-op, there was like enemies, like there were like these little bosses that would like run up towards you and like pop a few shots <laughs> off. And then the, yeah. as soon as you get in the drop on them, they would like run away, Yeah, they uh, which was kind of strange AI. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, like the textures on like mountains and some of the vehicles in like the uh, the city mm-hmm. environment looked really, really rough. So hopefully oh, yeah. a bit like onward, it'll improve. <laughs> I did have the impression that uh, there were some changes on the PC version as well, since it did seem a lot brighter mm-hmm. than it was before. Um, which I didn't really like that much because it was a bit oversaturated, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's very fresh after that new update, so they still have a lot of time to fix it, and I'm sure they will. Yeah. Uh, I just hope that, you know, my, my next time that goes that I go in there, they have just a slightly better experience, that's all. Yeah, hopefully, like, you know, a lot more developers, and we're going to touch on this later on when we talk about Medal of Honor as well, but they kind of take a page out of what uh, Big Box are doing with Population 1 and start doing, like, regular mm-hmm. events and, like, stuff to keep the game fresh and people coming back for more, and certainly games like Contractors and Onward could, could ter- certainly learn a lesson there, I think. Those co-op modes are weird, though. How did you find them? Because, like, the Oh, AI I, I didn't stuff, enjoy it. I didn't enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, it, it, it feels very, like... Tacked on. Incredibly tacked on and... Yeah. and wave i mean it's great it is a feature to kind of feel less empty if you buy the game and you're just playing with yourself and you want to you feel like you're getting owned online you know i suppose it's good then uh, it's but good now. it can it's still feels now, rough uh, yeah does it, did you know it, it, like that you can jump now i didn't know that yeah you can you, yeah, can, you can jump, jump. Yeah, yeah jump in the yeah. game you it's can really nice jump. yeah it's really nice i like it when you can actually you can, jump you know that basketball stuff. ring that they have yeah you can slam dunk it oh nice that's cool um but yeah, like I found like the the enemies to be like bullet sponges, whereas in Onward yeah. it felt a bit more realistic, like you know a couple of shots and they're down sort of thing. Whereas this was just like too much, but, I think, uh, in my opinion. The maps, like the maps of that game, are freaking huge. It's insane. Mm. And and also when you play it, that's what I noticed is like when you play it for the first time, you have no idea where the map ends. So you just walk, 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 and it's like, oh wait, I can't go here, and then oh, you need to yeah, go back. Yeah, it gives you a warning. Yeah, yeah you, it you've gives you a warning of the map because it yeah. gives you yeah, the that is one, right? That is no, what no, you're no, talking no, about. No, 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 there you go. You got a little short review of like our thoughts on contractors. There. I didn't mean to go off on a tangent there, but yeah, I appreciate the uh, <laughs> the discussion anyway, Rowdy. So uh, let me introduce Zim. Next up, this guy has been uh, is going to be studied by Sigourney Weaver in her follow up to the movie Gorillas in the Mist, as it's going to be called VR Streamer in the Mist. Zim, how are you doing? I'm a gorilla. <laughs> 
I'm gonna be an ape of a time, Mike. An ape yeah, of a time. Nice. I like it. Uh, yeah. Um, Classic it's been a good 80s week. movie. Played played a lot of stuff. Um, thank you for the warning about Project Wingman. Played that. Um, oh, I, yeah. I, I'll only very briefly mention it. That stay away from it. The VR is tacked on. Not good. Uh, yeah. Heartbroken actually at that. That was kind of sad. Yeah, I was uh, gutted about that as well. It had yeah, promise. It, looked, it had, it had promise. so much promise for like ages, and um, yeah. Anyway. That's yeah. what that is. <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to bring something else. I. I, I like. Um, <laughs> Dad's hand is healing, so that's a quick update for anyone who cared. Good to um, hear. <laughs> <laughs> healing so much, he's buying a hotas and getting into Microsoft Flight Simulator. Oh but, my um, god, you've opened like Pandora's box there, dude. It's going fucking crazy now. Um, so the thing I wanted to say was was very much about Quest. Like, I've been thinking a lot about you know the Quest, and it's like, okay, how is this device? Because I I like it so much, it's now become a single point of failure for me. It's like you're going to break at some point. Like, this thing is going to... Something's going to go. So I was thinking, like, okay, well, what's going to go first? And like the old village tricycle um, metaphor, uh, I think the port is going to go first. You know, I think I think the uh, USB port is at risk. So what I did was I, I bought, like, six different of these devices that you could use, to, like, different adapters, right-angle brackets and stuff. And I wanted to show you guys one. Uh, it's not cheap, 20 pounds. Um... But it's, it's basically a charger that's used for, like, the MacBook, like mm -hmm. the MacBook Air and stuff. Like, if you don't have the Apple default charger, it's something like this. I'll show it to you for those who are in front of the camera. Oh, so it's yeah. basically an elongated, like, metal uh, connector. Yeah. And uh, essentially a male part that goes into the device. Um, and it's, it's really sleek. The nice thing is that it fits into the carrying case. It doesn't bump off or anything. And it, you can even charge it live while it's there. Um, and it means that you can... While you're playing with Link and stuff like that, because it supports charging through Link, you're just able to kind of like connect it to the end of a, a cable, route it through the headset, and um, it just gives me such peace of mind to be able to like just whip that on or off so easily. And especially if I'm doing things with it, it's just a really sleek little solution, and you can just nice. pop it right off and on again. Um, and, and it holds. Magnetic mount. It's quite a strong magnet. Yeah, yeah, it's a magnetic mount. I mean, it's not strong enough that I'd be worried about it doing something through the side of the. And it the supports case. Link. You said it supports like yeah so like if i go through my official oculus link cable to a usb3 um port on my machine i'll get 2.2 gigabits per second with this thing in i get 2.1 consistently tested over multiple okay, days cool. yeah. so if you take a very small hit uh, on the data rate um works great with link and stuff like that i've tested it um you just have to take all those cables the right angle side you put towards your pc now mm -hmm. and you put mm -hmm. the straight end towards this ah, thing all right i was going to say because oh. that's going to cause a problem but that's a really good solution there yeah um, and it it works well cool. so that's Are you right to um share the link in uh in in the live stream or like the video or some point yeah i'll uh i'll, I'll pull it up for maybe the end of the show uh, yeah. or, or at some point <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll drop it in <laughs> link can you also find i wish i there would also be a solution for the for the battery strap one because uh like you, if you want to use a link cable or whatever you have cable, to disconnect the battery uh, strap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, yeah that's the thing. That's what I didn't like about it. That's actually one of the reasons I canceled it. Um, actually, I do have the link to that in a simple place. It's at gear.zimtalk5.com. The Ooh. link is available. So ah. I, I put all my stuff there because it's just gear. easier than putting stuff in video descriptions. Gear. Oh, not Jim, right? Zim, yeah. Not Jim. Please don't put Jim Talk. If someone if someone owns Jim Talk Five, contact me. Okay, we'll talk. All right. Okay. That, that was that's my highlight of the week. This people, is, this, people, this funny little box. I don't know. People nice. are like complaining soon. Like it doesn't work. The link doesn't work. It says Jim, but what? 
Nice recommendation. Though. I'm going to pick one of those up. It looks pretty smart. Well, actually, um, you and you and Remarcus both uh, converted me with the Go, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. There were these little adapters you could get for the Go. And as I said, I tried a whole bunch of different ones, other ones that weren't as expensive, like one that was half the price. They're just, it's not enough of a connection, you know? They're like a, that little bit cheap. This is this is the one that I would go for. I think um, I think the reason why I didn't mind using them on the go was that because you're always like sitting down or stationary, whereas with the question moving around so much. So that's why I never really experimented with magnetic mounts. But that one looks quite robust, especially the way it's designed. So, yeah. and pushing the cable backwards doesn't look like it would fall out anytime soon. So, um, no, it's, yeah, pretty, I like the it's it. pretty nice. Yeah. So that's why, that's why I like people, it. And if, some... you, if you have the, if you have, I didn't mention this just for the, the listeners. If you have the elite strap or something similar, you route the cable along the length of the head strap, then it prevents it from kind of tugging it uh, at all. And you can just be totally Some confident. people are also using the same magnetic uh, uh, thingies for their uh, valve index controllers and also vibe controllers for stands, you know, where you click yeah. them into a stand. Slot them it's into kind place. of like the mm -hmm. same, uh, same this thing. This is so yeah. handy. Yeah, I, th I like the magnetic thing. I really do. It's, yeah. it's, it's really been a lifesaver in so many situations. Just makes, for me, it makes getting out of the quest so much easier if I'm really cabled up, which I tend to be, you know, things just come off and on so much easier. So, nice. Solid recommendation. Um, so before we get into what I played uh, or my highlight this week, uh, maybe we should find out what the chat's been up to. Yes. Um, so we have uh, Oni Case who has been playing Mist, Population 1, and a few minutes of Cyberpunk with Farpax. It's funny how Farpax is uh, getting super relevant with uh, Cyberpunk. Uh, it's mm -hmm. like It seems like it's spreading around. And uh, according to PD, it's working very well. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm they curious. Had a, they had like an official patch or something come out. I heard from PD. So um, they might have a profile. Yeah, um, they yeah, usually that's... have that with every game. <laughs> uh, but the but the moment you can you really start you know modding the game in terms of field of view and stuff. Yeah, you can really get some interesting things. And then maybe in the future, just like with Bioshock and some others, you get like actual positional tracking too with Farpacks just injects itself in there. So maybe with mm -hmm. Cyberpunk, that would be possible, but then you need a beefy PC to make that happen. Um, then we have Zach, who is also playing, uh, has been playing uh, Cyberpunk and Onward. Um, everyone seems to be combining a VR game with Cyberpunk. Um, mm -hmm. And then we have Steve, uh, who played Morrowind, uh, the VR mod. Mm -hmm. uh, and now he's also modding Skyrim VR. He says, help me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're deep down that rabbit hole, dude. Yeah, I think yeah. you get extra points if if you listen to one show and you come back the next show saying like you've taken the homework away. I think you get extra <laughs> yeah. F reality points. Yeah, nice. So yeah. F you, Steve, you get F points. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> F you as if that's a good thing. Yeah, amazing. Uh, uh, Limitless Gaming uh, has been playing the most gangster horror title ever called Dredhalla. Uh Do you know that uh, game, uh, Zim? Mm -mm. Red Dollar? What? No, Dred Dredhalla. Like he oh, said, dread holes, but he misspelled, <laughs> oh, right. so it's dread hala. Dread hala, dread hala to my boys. Yeah, yeah true. It's uh, the Nordic version of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then we have Ben, who has been playing Blast on Population One, and the new Super Hot Boxing Day update. The heck? Boxing on Day. Quest oh, boxing Day isn't until the twenty sixth of December, right? Yeah. Super mm. hot. I, I saw they added like a score system. Um, I saw oh. Callum tweeting out that, but uh, I didn't know that there was another one. Maybe it's the same is it thing. Public? Yeah. Hmm. I think it's. Okay. I think it's public. It's, they just added a score system, so basically you can have like a leaderboard. Yeah. Basically, I think compare okay. scores with your friends. Yeah. Maybe I think Boxing Day is different in different places. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, last but not least, we have Watto UK, who has been playing Assetto Corsa with the gym, and. Uh, he has been uh, also diving into Medal of Honor and some Cyberpunk 2077. Nice. 
Nice. Some awesome, awesome games there. Um, so, like, uh, this week I played a lot of, like, Medal of Honor. Um, we're going to be talking about that later on. So, um, my other highlight this week, though, was, um, you know, I've been working with VR Cover for a little while on, like, a little project. And, you know, I've been a fan of VR Cover products for years. And a while ago, like, when the Quest 2 launched, they sent over this kind of, like, blue prototype frame for their VR Cover facial interface kit. And apparently, like, news to me was um, that I wasn't supposed to talk about it or show it in a video or anything like that. It was oh, just kind of, like, wearing it all behind, the time. Behind, <laughs> for behind-the-scenes testing. World's kept secret. I, I didn't get that memo, so I was just, like, putting it in all my thumbnails. I was wearing it in every video. Course, and they were, like, yeah. getting bombarded with messages from people saying, like, where can we get this blue cover from? Like, where, why is Mike showing this? It's not available. Like, angry people. And they were like, well, we need to make this into a product now. So they did eventually make it into a product. So like event, like I'm thankful that they've actually branded this actually like the virtual reality Oasis branded VR cover kit now. Um, and it's kind of like this nice Oasis blue. Um, so they've actually released this now. They, they released it in super limited quantities though. So um, I think they had like 450 units. They sold out like instantly. Um, I'm talking with them to maybe like release some more, but we're not quite sure what the situation is with that yet. But um, mm. uh, they also work with Thrill Seeker to release like a Thrill Seeker uh, like pink version that sold out as well. So um, it's kind of cool that they're working with like uh, content creators to release like branded products. But I'm super happy with it. And like the thing is like with the prototype they sent over originally because it's such a light blue uh, plastic um, light would kind of bleed in from the sides so you would kind of get that which I, I didn't necessarily mind but obviously for a consumer product oh. you couldn't necessarily have that so they actually um, came up with a solution and painted the the inside of this black so you don't get that kind of light bleed through uh, with the final version which is kind of nice and they've got it with these kind of like white face pads um, yeah so it, overall I think it's a really nice product I was really happy to sort of like endorse it as like an official virtual reality Oasis branded product it's the first time I've ever done that with a with a company before um you know we you know Nathy will know that we get requests to put our name to stuff all the time and like you know we generally turn down sort of 99% of these requests but when it's a product and a company like this that you can that you actually use all the time I think it was like a real honor to be to be part of that so I'm super proud of it um so that was kind of my highlight of the week really yeah, congrats on that, Mike. Nice. Yeah, I love hearing the guilt trip story. That part is be the best. They're like, guess what? You showed it, now it's fecking your color. I don't care what it is. If it was yellow, yeah. you'd be Oasis yellow, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and it's funny because like, it started like with the CV1. Like if, if you were a follower of the channel way back then, I actually painted yeah. um, my uh, VR cover kit blue because I wanted a blue one. And that's kind of what stemmed these different colors and, and models and stuff. So um, it was kind of cool yeah. to be a part of that way back then. And now they've actually brought a proper product out, which was really, well, really nice. It it's probably fair. So, so, so that yours and Trill Seekers at the moment are both sold out. Both had like 450 units available. Yeah. Um, something that I'd mentioned, which was a surprise, because in the last um, two months, last month and a half, VR Cover have been dropping like, oh, we've got new products. Oh, we've got more new products. Oh, here, here's actually more. I, I kind of got annoyed at them because I kind of said, guys, can you tell us what your pipeline is? Because if I if I buy product A and then you launch product C, like I might have wanted to wait for that. You know, can you tell us at least what you're what you're dropping? Which they haven't been doing. They just keep dropping newer stuff, which is fine. Just taking the Kickstarter approach, I guess, um, of, of surprising you with with new stuff. But I got the uh, the winter cover, which is mm -hmm. the red one. So there's pink, red, and blue in the in the universe now. Black, of course, from uh, the original frame as well. Um, yep. And the only thing that I was going to mention there is because I use the VR cover that's the cotton cover, um, these two aren't compatible. So you can't actually take the cotton cover, uh, that denim one I've talked about before, and mount it over 
this one, which I think is a mirror equivalent of, of your kit, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is. Similar yeah. thing. So it's, it comes with the two nice pads. And I got to say, the build the build quality, the materials are like super nice. Like they keep upping their game. And I really like the build of it. I just wish it was compatible with those. So maybe if you're listening to VR cover, go make a slightly bigger cotton cover to go over this, and then I'll be able to use the whole assembly. But at the moment, those those two, they don't marry. And I just wanted to give you guys that update. Because yeah. uh, I spent 20 on that, 30 on that, and it's like, oh, for 50 quid, I can't put them together. That's can't a bit put them sad. Together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's all right. That's fair enough. No, that's cool. So that's, um, that's us. So um, let's get into the news. Um, but actually, no, before we get into the news, there is something we need to announce as a show, actually, uh, because we have some good news and some bad news. Oh. Starting with the bad news. Next week's episode of the uh, will be the last F Reality podcast of the year. Um, because ever, we're gonna ever. Be- it will be the last podcast of the year as we're going to be taking the 26th <laughs> off uh, so we can spend some time with friends and family over over Christmas and the holiday period. Um, so we hope you understand about that. Plus, but, plus Mike needs to help Santa because he's an elf, remember? So. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, the good news Sorry, is, though, yeah, um, that we're going to be hosting an F-Reality Christmas party in Alt Space next saturday the 19th of december after the show so uh we did something similar a while ago where we kind of like uh, had an alt space event where we you know Party met bus. up with the community and, and viewers and we got to hang yeah. out and just chat and i think it would be really nice that we're going to do something like that again and sort of get into the the christmas spirit together in vr so if you're available next week after the show uh i think it's going to be 9 p.m in the uk 10 p.m in europe 1 p.m pacific time uh, we're going to be hosting it in uh, uh, an alt space in a club called the Screen Door Effect Club, which I think is like the the o- most awesome name for a VR club ever. Like almost almost better than the Distracted Globe, I would say. Um, then feel free to join us if you're available. That'd be really really cool. Uh, we've just posted the link in the chat, so you can add it to your calendar. And uh, yeah, we'll announce it again, obviously next week on the show, and we'll put links on our YouTube community page and like Twitter and everywhere else as well. So. That's the bad news and the good news. Um, so we won't be around on the 26th, but we will be hosting a Christmas party next week after the show. Mm. Great. So, Look forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I think it's probably worth mentioning, um, come along, uh, whether you got a VR headset or not, because Altspace does allow uh, the 2D joiners. If So if you're interested, you can come in uh, off a PC with that. that that's very true. Angles. That's very true. And, and Altspace is a free app. You know, it's available on Quest. It's available on PC for all VR headsets. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a fun one, I think. So, yeah. Is there a limit to the room? Do we know that? We're not sure. <laughs> we're not <laughs> sure. Gonna, I'm, we're sure I'm sure it's going to fit. I'm sure we're going to test gonna it. Yeah. <laughs> sure In yeah. true F reality oh. style, we're just going to test it <laughs> oh. live. Come help us F it up. All yeah. right. So that's that. First bit of news this week is about Oculus as they quietly dropped the price of the Oculus Rift S to 299 US dollars or 299 British pounds, saving you $100 or 100 pounds, which I think is a pretty good deal. Uh, but as we know, the Rift S is being discontinued. So, um, you know, it didn't get much support when it was alive. So <laughs> I doubt it's going to happen when it's dead. Um, but it is a great price for a headset. And I think, you know, it is still a solid device. Personally, my opinion would be to go for just the Quest 2, but I know Zim has some other ideas. You know, you you think, you know, if you're going to sip like solidly use it as a PC VR headset, this is still a great headset to go for in your opinion, right? Yeah, it's, it, it actually, it's it's kind of an interesting proposition, right? I mean, they dropped the price by 100 quid. So now the price that you were probably going to pay 
on eBay or somewhere for a used kit would be now like 50 quid off of buying it new. So with the warranty and everything else that comes with it, you might now want to consider that. I mean, if you think about getting a Quest 2, adding the cost of Link, adding the cost of other accessories. To make it comfortable, because we've got to to stress that the Rift S is probably a more comfortable headset out of the box. Out of the box, yeah. yeah. And the audio solution is similar, right? Um, yeah. So it, it still is a, the, the Rift S is still a beautiful headset for, for games like your recently, you know, your recent Asgard's Wrath. That's now available for 20 quid. Um, so Rift S is like, it's a, it's, a, it's a really nice looking display. And although it's maybe limited time for 300 quid, you know, it might be the way to go. That said, if you're willing to spend four or 500 I think the Quest 2 route is is probably the better way to go. And and now that we've been, you know, hearing about longer-term developments of massive games like Medal of Honor maybe coming to Quest, I'd actually say that you might want to start thinking about going for the $400 Quest 2. Uh, in other words, the larger capacity, the 256 gigabyte capacity. Right. Because we're seeing more and more, I'll call them adventurous games, targeting Quest 2, which means 64 gig might not be enough for you by the time next Christmas rolls around. So if you're strictly a desktop person, Rift S is pretty decent. Consider the benefits of buying straight from a company instead of the risks of going to the, you know, pirate bays of eBay. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 if you really want to go all in, yeah. Quest 2 still tops it all. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think, I think you, you wouldn't buy a Rift S for the Oculus platform, the PC platform side, uh, because I don't think Facebook is going to make any uh, more uh, PC games next year, new ones. Um, There's still Lone Echo coming. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I mean, uh, in the end, you can also use Revive and play that with any other PC VR headset. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, as you said, if you you really want to use it for PC VR only, that's good. But if you are considering standalone, then, yeah. I think, you know, like, if you were in the market... And you were saying, thinking like in your mind, I want a cheap uh, PC VR headset. And maybe you were looking at like Windows Mixed Reality. I would definitely recommend getting the Rift S over one of those headsets, put it that way. And if like yeah. Nathy said, you know, you, you just want to play like Half-Life Alex, you want to play the back catalog from Steam or maybe use like Viveport, like we've mentioned before, you know, you want to jump in and check out the whole back catalog, then maybe that is a good proposition. But you just need to know going in that yeah. support and future updates are going to be limited, whereas the Quest 2 is going to be continued support, you know, for like the next year or two. Yeah, I mean, Quest 2's like link support and stuff is improving, you know, yeah. month on month. It was a little iffy to start off with. And I'll be honest, when I sold my Rift S, I was like, am I going to regret this decision? Is something going to break link? And now I'm like, I'm all in on Quest 2 to some extent. Um, so that's that's the only reason why I would say that the Rift S is a really nice kind of stable solution for any PC VR player who wants a mid-tier headset who doesn't have like a super crazy good PC mm-hmm. is definitely not a candidate for you know the HP Reverb G2 nor the Index. Then it's a good it's a good place to to get in you know to get and and you don't need anything extra. You just get the Rift S and you're kind of good to go. Yeah, yeah. Although like I would say you know like playing um, stuff through virtual desktop like you know like Medal of Honor through virtual desktop so and great. like Half Life Alex through virtual desktop with Quest Two is just so so nice. So if you have a decent like you know, router in your house that's five gigahertz, then I would highly recommend the Quest 2 just for like the wireless yeah. capability. Alone, but again, really. uh, as Zim yeah. said, like it is it is more expensive for sure. With all the comfort stuff that you need to add and everything you need to upgrade, it's it's still going to be pricey to yeah. be, you know, doing all of that. So Rift S in that sense is like super cheap. Yeah. 
But yeah. you know, it's clear, obviously, that they've they've got like yeah. stacks of these somewhere, and they just yeah, want to get yeah, rid yeah, of they them. They want all. to get rid of them. They're just like let's let's get rid of them so we can remove this from our website and pretend that this never happens. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> oh. Do we know the D date uh, for? Uh, it's it's sometime next year, right? When they start to stop. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's. I think it was Easter time next year was the time that they're going to shutter it. Oh. Yeah, yes. exactly. I think it'll still be usable for time after oh, yeah. that, but, they, but nothing new will come. Similar to the Go, which has already had its its nail in its coffin, which is what twenty twenty two, I think. Yeah. Um, which which I'm sad about, but hey, you know we got to move uh, on. Yeah. It's 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 an end of a PC VR era, in a way. Yeah, and let, let, well, let's let's get into that then, because that's that's like obviously the news about the price drop with the Rift S. Um, but you know, decide what you will, what you want to do with your own money. But that's just our <laughs> recommendations. Um, but let's talk about Medal of Honor because you know I think we're going to have a lot to talk about with this game. Um, as you probably know, it released on both Steam and Oculus uh, PC platform this week. Yeah. Um, it's sixty US dollars, uh, fifty-five British pounds on Steam. It's sixty US dollars and forty-five pounds on the Oculus Store. So you save yourself ten quid on the Oculus Store if you're in the UK. Um, obviously, you know, this game has been one of the most anticipated VR games for a long, long time. You know, it's one of these big pillar games that we've been looking forward to. It's been in development for like four years from like legendary studio Respawn Entertainment. So the hype levels were insanely high for this game. But uh, on release, reviews have been kind of like middle of the road, kind of average. So let's kind of get into it. Maybe we should start off talking about the system specs because i think that's a a barrier to entry mm. before we even start talking about whether the game is good or not it's like whether can you can you actually play this game or not on your machine mm -hmm. um so the system requirements or recommended system specs are an i7 and a 9700k processor 16 gigabytes of memory an nvidia rtx 2080 and over 180 gigabytes of hard drive space preferably on an ssd they're the recommended specs. I've seen people email us, um, like Reese the King emailed us and said, you know, like, oh, I've been running it on lower specs and it's running okay, but I think it's a bit hit and miss because I've seen uh, other people saying I've got, you know, those required specs and it's still not running okay for me. So mm. it's kind of like a bit hit and miss. And I think that inconsistency is a theme throughout our, our whole discussion about this game, but um, that's it, pretty much... That is going specs. to plague this entire discussion today. Yeah. Is, is my, my anticipation here is that uh because i'm on a i'm on a 1080 i did not expect to be able to run the game right and it's running great for me and right. it's like it's like there's people with triple my setup and it's running like dog shit for them and yeah. it's like and and there is a giant disparity between steam and oculus platforms so let alone yeah. the sizable specs look at the three major things here that get in the way of a good experience with medal of honor then there's surprises that we didn't know about the storage requirement, mm -hmm. the price. Um, what was the third one? I had a third one, but I've forgotten it. Performance. But performance. Thank you. Um, so between those three, you know, those are all good filter barriers to to knock people off. Like the price is heavy. Uh, the performance for some people is is totally like you can't tell what you're going to get going in. You just yeah. have to buy it and then lean on the refund system. Uh, I don't know. I can see why people are so frustrated with this right now. <laughs> yeah, and that's before we even get into the fact whether the good is, is it, it the game is any good or not, right? That they're just yeah. like barriers to entry before we even start. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And the thing is, like, you know, you. I should say though, with a, with a high end PC running this, like with my system running this, it looks beautiful. Like there are sections of this game that look amazing. You know, like really incredible. And it's moments like that where you look around and you think, yeah, this is this is triple A VR. But then there's other times where you're just like this, how did this ever like get through QA? Like how did this ever get past like an Oculus like 
uh, overview system like when they check this game out do you know what i mean yeah. it's it's and it's that inconsistent quality that i think is yeah like i say we're going to be talking about a lot during this uh review so but i'm gonna i'm gonna make it just a because we've done this before we've talked to ourselves i know we've each gotten different amounts of time in the game um just be mindful not to give spoilers of yeah, later of sections okay because i'm can I, particularly sensitive to not knowing about sequences that'll come, but so, talk generically about it. Yeah. So, so before we get into if this game is good or bad or in the middle, um, something I have been just like uh, been focusing on the most is that there was no marketing for this game at all, like zero. Mm. It's almost to the point where I had the feeling that Facebook was just didn't want wanted people to know about it um, because, as you said. Uh, the file size, the price, stuff like that came all from Reddit yeah. and not from them posting it anywhere. On social media, Facebook uh, slash Oculus wasn't saying in two days it's coming out or are you excited because this and that you're going to be able to experience. Zero. Oh, yeah. what, uh, what you're saying as a flagship ship, you would expect it to be sung well, from... A little bit of marketing here and there, but there wasn't... Because, I mean, the trailers... Yeah, the, uh, the trailers, exactly. That's oh, yeah, what I was going to say. That's, that's, that's probably the best trailers that I've course, seen for... Uh, of course, after. but it's, trailers are standard uh, for every... But the, the week uh, upon, like, it coming point, out, yeah. a lot of people didn't know it was coming out. Uh, also, marketing-wise, people still thought it was coming to the Quest... Uh, mm. Well, of course, it's it's not. Uh, it's 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 uh, of course the link software that does the trick. Um, but uh, that's something that frustrated me because it's Respawn Entertainment who, when Titanfall came out, they did like huge marketing campaigns. You know, you got ads on on your browser, you got ads on YouTube everywhere. You have seen it with Cyberpunk, you know. Yeah. Um, but with Medal of Honor, nothing. <laughs> And I think we should also mention about the Quest because there's been rumours and we've talked about it on the show as well that the game is going to come natively to Quest in the future and certainly Oculus are keen for that to happen. But seeing how it's optimised on the PC platform, like it makes me very sceptical about whether this game will ever see the light of day on Quest. Um, mm. And I know other mm. studios have managed it. Like, and I think Skydance are a really good example of that. Like, I never mm. thought we'd play The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners on Quest, <laughs> but they managed to do an amazing job. So, you know, although I'm sceptical, I suppose there are studios that have pulled off the magic before so maybe it might happen but yeah. who knows um but let's talk about the single player campaign uh first and then maybe get into the multiplayer later um so i have actually finished it have any of you guys actually finished the campaign or are you still sort of like Almost. halfway in i think last about, mission i've only like started it uh, i'm about halfway because like, i'm I'm starting mission three at the minute. Okay. Okay. So overall, um, there's like uh, six missions. Uh, each have nine levels each. And then you have a prologue and a tutorial section at the beginning. Uh, overall, I would say it took me about eight and a half hours to finish the single player campaign. I was rushing through it. So I would say most people will probably take about nine to 10 hours because there's like collectible items you can find in maps. And there is a lot of stuff that you can just like, you know, have a look around and uh, check out the environments. Um, so yeah, 10 hours is probably roughly the average that people will take to play it. Um, I would say it's very slow to start. And I think this also hasn't helped the game with a lot of like, uh, like first looks or like early reactions, because I think it takes about two hours for this game to start warming up. Would you guys feel took the same? Me three, took me three hours to get it ready for my show. So what I mean by that is playing the tutorial, getting all the movement setup stuff done. They actually go through quite a protracted, I liked it, but they go through quite a protracted like tutorial segment. Yeah, they And do. it almost feels like its own side game. 
and they call it this prologue, yeah, it's it, it was unexpected. Um, and I totally agree. If you're trying to, you know, decide whether or not to keep the game within that two hour or sorry, yeah, that two hour refund window on either mm-hmm. Oculus or Steam, you're not going to be able to tell in that time. Not yeah, not fairly. And, uh, I'm I'm on the I'm on the complete opposite side because I absolutely <laughs> adored the tutorial. Like I I, I literally I I think. I played it roughly two hours yesterday, and I only did the tutorial. I had so much fun in that. Uh, it's I thought it was great. Oh, no, I was saying um, I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. I think so, it's really. I think it's really well uh, done. But the only part of the tu- anyway, I don't know how detailed we want to go because we want to go into the various bits. But yeah. the tutorial I, I, has I find, I find some example, frustrating elements, which I wanted to mention. Which is, it's like, hey, do you want you know damage to be displayed this way or that way? We're not going to show you. You just have to figure it out, and then you got to set it. And then you're gonna do a thing to to sh- make sure you it. want it that yeah. way. And then you're gonna go back and change it back to the other one. Try that one. And if you don't like it, you have to go back and set it back. So it's very obtuse in the way that they've mm-hmm. de- developed that. Obtuse Some of it works really word. well. Yeah. But it yeah. like they're I, trying I, I to do something it. really I love like every bit of it. <laughs> advan- like really advantageous to the player to make it kind of straightforward. Mm-hmm. It felt a lot like the beginning of. Uh, the black that black and white game uh, with the Frankenstein bolts. Oh, um, Wilson's heart. Wilson's, Wilson's heart. Yeah, you're right. It, it really like Wilson's heart in vibe. the beginning segments. Yeah. 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 I, I just found it hilarious how many Germans you actually have in the base just for you to shoot. Like the only <laughs> thing the they need to range. do is run around. Yeah, yeah, they just so run weird, around, right? yeah. and then you could shoot them, and they die in the most horrific kind of ways. Um, and you have all the weapons laying around there. I, I had so much fun doing I, 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 I would say like the, the first two hours of the game, uh, it's like you have to kind of force yourself through that and then it gets fun. But there is definitely a yeah. problem with this game. The pacing seems off and sometimes the way the story gets told, it's hopping around in strange ways and it doesn't make sense order wise. Yeah. And after the, and that's the hard part of like if you had to ask someone to play through let's say bad gameplay for two hours and then finally gets fun usually a game starts off really awesome then it has some bad moments and then it bumps up again but with this one it's like it's hard to tell someone listen you buddy you have to play for two hours yeah like i kept telling everyone who said like this game is really bad it's like play the first which, two hours until you reach strange. this mission yeah, yeah. and I, then I, it starts to feel like actual- I'm, I'm i'm completely on the opposite side i have okay. like i like i heard everyone complain that the first mission was boring and that it wasn't fun so maybe my expectations were lowered before i went in but like up until now i, I haven't had a single point that i was like i don't like this or i yeah. i, I I'm, I'm roughly i think like i i think i've almost finished now the first mission roughly of all right mm-hmm. i just started the second i have no idea actually what i am but everything I'm doing, I find fun. I find the visuals really great looking. Yeah, I find the gun mechanics. I, I have to applaud them for them because like people always say, oh, you know, you can only do onward or you can do arcade. And I think that they found a really great middle ground in between that as well. Since I find the gun mechanics, yeah. they're arcadey, you know, but they're they're not as arcadey as, for example, Population 1. And I think if Population 1 would take some of these mechanics and implement them there, that the game would be better as well. Yeah. I, so love I this. think there's a lot of things that are really great in this game. This is amazing. Okay, so I say this is amazing because this is going to be an awesome podcast. And I said it at the start, there will be blood because you guys probably aren't going to guess where I'm standing on this game. I th- I honestly think that Medal of Honor, above and beyond, at the moment, I'm eight hours in, four hours on single player, four hours on multiplayer, is my game of the year, above Saints and Sinners, and above Alex. Because wow. I think it, it hits everything that I want from a VR game, all 12 categories of how I've rated games. I've never awarded 12 out of 12. It's the first game that gets that. 
I am not talking. I am not talking about Steam. I'm talking about the Oculus Home Edition. I'm telling you, it runs great for me. I'm having a hell of a time. And it addresses problems that I had with Alex, that I had with Saints and Sinners, and something else. Wait. I can see Mike's yes, jaw is slackened, but I'm telling you, that is where uh, I'm standing right wait, now. Wait, wait, wait. So uh, can, can we confirm like, <laughs> what mission you're actually on? Mission three. So I've just finished the... God. No, I don't no, no. Okay. I've played okay. so much multiplayer now. Well, I'm, I'm, like, honestly, I, like, I'm not going to argue with Zim on this, because I think this is... I don't even... <laughs> it's like, who, who took over your buddy, Zim? Like, whatever. But yeah, there's other no, people. I, I understand. I understand, Zim. I'm far more... I mean, I mean he, like... Zim is saying than what, uh, what Nate is saying, like, for example. Like, I mean, I mean he, if well. he would say it's a fine game to me, but saying that it's better than Half-Life Alex or better yeah, than I, I what he was saying, that's like next-level stuff, man. Like, that's really next-level. That's fine. For, for me, like, I do agree with uh, what Rowdy's saying, like, gunplay-wise, I think the gunplay is really solid. Mm. And, and you know, like, I, I said this before as well, before even playing the game, that I was looking forward to putting these, like, old World War II weapons, like, through their paces, like, being able to, like, reload, um, like, the M1 Garand, for example. Like, I've never done that in VR before, so I was looking forward to that, and, and, and that really sort of paid off, uh, although the ping could have been louder, in my opinion. I was, you like that? <laughs> See, that, that it's funny, because you mentioned that last podcast, and I think that's one of the least satisfying weapons because you don't even you don't even shove in the thing you just drop it the m1 grand is is the least satisfying but i'm just saying as an example like handling world war ii weapons in general uh is satisfying and like there's a lever action rifle that you can like spin round to reload and there's like a a double barrel shotgun that you can flick down slot in the shells and flick it back up for 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 first because world war ii uh, vr titles are rare there have been a few but they were all indie it's not so bad uh, it's not so bad. But, Although, uh, talking about gameplay, talking about uh, shooting and everything together, the whole package, to me, s- feels a little bit dated. It feels like I'm playing a game from maybe 2016, 2017, and it feels like they have been uh, postponing this game for too long. Because I think it's it came more to out... do with the AI, though, don't you think, rather than the weapons yeah. themselves? I think it's a combination. It's okay. also where you're like you have no holsters, you have no ammunition in certain spots where it makes more sense. Mm-hmm. So, what do you mean no holsters? Because you got left, you got a right holster. Yeah, yeah but you, you have your chest so holster. you have if you if you have a weapon, you have to hold it with two hands. You can't grab something else in the meanwhile or multitask in that sense. So it's Depends very on the weapon you have. No, 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 you can't do that. You have you, you can, can only hold one a one-handed rifle. Yeah, yeah, but you can't have you can't grab your pistol with the other and quickly switch around or <laughs> find something in the map itself and use an object to use that in the meanwhile. You can't do that. You always ha- can have one weapon and you have to hold it with the other hand. The other hand can't do anything else than using that weapon that you're holding. Alex was like that as well though. Like you could only use one weapon. You can also time. grab it with your other hand though. No, no, no. You could you, you can, can grab in, a in Alex you could have hand. like let's say a traffic cone in one hand and have yeah, a yeah, gun in the other and throw it. Is what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying no, I'm not saying like I'm saying dual wield not in that sense, but that you're able to use stuff in the environment, combine it. But that's maybe expectations. Hold the gnome in one hand and gun in the other. One thing weapon wise though, I think that totally sucks is the scopes on the sniper rifles. Like um you know like it's so weird. Yeah, it's like, so weird. It's actually like I thought that it was blanked out because they weren't rendering it. They are rendering it. If you take the sniper far enough away from you mm-hmm. and you tilt it to the side, you see a black disc around. They are specifically masking just that area. You can see the end of the gun. Yeah, they are stupid. specific. All they need to do to fix that. This is an easy patch, right? They just need to turn it into a binary trigger. You just say mask on or mask off. 
on mm. on the sniper rifle, and then you have a normal sniper rifle like what we what we're accustomed to in so many other games. It sh- it should be like like onward, you know, with like proper scopes. Do you know what I mean? Like you shouldn't just uh, like I said, I said that for population a, one a, as well. Like I face. hate a sniper rifle yeah, that, in that in that game just because it's it's I I don't I don't feel like a sniper rifle. I want to see the full scope, and that's something that I think should change in this game as well, yeah. or at least give us the options. I do like the options that they've placed in this game because they, you can make it a really immersive experience. The only thing I don't like is that I still get blood over my vision yeah, you can't whenever I get off. hit. Yeah. I can't turn that off in any way. But that's what I'm saying. Um, like the, the way you, you say you're using the guns, four or five years ago, that was fine. And people were like, okay, cool, works. And that's why I'm saying it's a dated game. It no, I don't really agree with dated. that because it's since the quest that we've seen that more and more since Population yeah. One did it as well. There's yeah, but a four lot of years ago, the quest wasn't. You're out. comparing some, like this game is really yeah, old. exactly. So it 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 it's not subpar to other stuff we have played recently. But what's your point? Like, so are are, are you upset that you can't have objects in two hands? Because I I think the no. gunplay feels like even a a better a more no what I'm saying is real, that realistic direction from pop one no like what I'm pop saying like the game mechanics are really simple yeah yeah and this one takes it a step towards a little bit what we further. have in like yeah, a Pavlov or contractors or onward yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's like a yeah, halfway yeah. house yeah 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 oh I get it so let's um well, no I, like so let's you, let, you can't really compare this to 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 Half Life Alex well, I'm not comparing it's, it's a very like, different uh, game I, I think if we but, are starting um, comparing this game to Half Life Alex I think we're having the wrong yeah. discussion but I'm not I do trying think to you need to see to... this into into the VR scene you you can't really compare these kind of games to the PC market just even no. though it's Respawn Entertainment the team that has been working oh. on this is not the same team that has been working on the, the same size of the team as has been working on oh, but if you if you if you look at what Respawn Entertainment has made so far compared to all the other games they made this is the worst one they have made uh, compared to, no, I don't agree with compared that. Compared to Titanfall, I, I, I compared to, I think I, I like, like Zim said, I, 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 the experience I've had with it so far, yeah. like I can't say I haven't finished the game. You know, I haven't even tried the multiplayer, but what I've tried, mm. I've liked a lot. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe like, What's, so I think we can all agree that like the gunplay to a certain degree is is probably the game's mm. st- strongest point. Um, but you know, I think personally, like from the story and the way the pacing of the game is very, very strange. Like you, you, like the very first mission, for example, you, you shoot a Nazi and then it's like victory. And then it's like, you move on to the next scene. And then it's like, there's a cut scene. Like there's a character called Ollie. It's like, you, you find out how old he is and it's like victory. And it's like, (laughs) what, what is that? Like, what is up with this victory? You know what I think? You know what I think that is? I think that it's like, and that's something I don't like. It's a sort of weird kind of comedy that they have that they've implemented and some people will like that other people will not like that i'm not someone who likes that Uh, but this is medal of honor it just feels lazy to be honest and like we're not talking about like a 3d like uh section in between missions we're talking about like a flat rectangle square that Mm. is like they've literally put like the the minimum most of amount of effort into like they have announced an update though that is going to remove that already good Good because it should have been it, it removed in the, in the original in the in the first place. Like, what would you do well, in comedy? Is right? Weird in we, this game. You need look to look at Alex. Scenes. Look at Alex. Right in between load scenes, you have this 3D map that you can actually put your head in and out of if you physically wanted to, with different scale, and you literally see your journey from the, the beginning to I'll like the, the floating guys. prison. Really I'm just saying this. that's the difference. It's 3D and it's like interactive. This is boring and flat. 
rectangle basically with some text on and i'm saying like the menus and everything else throughout the whole game feel the same way very dated and and nathy does make a good point in that this game feels dated because you've got to remember this game started development in 2016 and i'm sure they're doing the same with lone echo in that they've held this game back to release it at a certain moment i'm, the I'm factor, sure this the game factor was had the same them. faith yeah. where if it came out a couple of years ago people would be like wow this and is I, I amazing think uh, the problem is that the game hasn't benefited from um, I, I think if it had released like 2017, 2018, I think it would have been the best game, like VR game we'd played. And we'd still have our criticisms, of course, but I think we'd have looked at it in a different way. In a game post Alex and post Walking Dead, you can't look at it the same way, in my opinion. And I think that's what's changed. Um, I, and the pacing side here, I don't agree with, because I think that this is staying true to Medal of Honor's original roots. I mean, have you guys played like Allied yeah, Assault? But, have you played the yeah, original that's, games? That's, that's, that's Honor stick to, stick to its roots to, to the detriment of the way the game feels? I don't think so. Well, uh, I don't something... consider it a detriment. I really enjoy the fact that it's a fresh, you know, but campaign something, mission something... every time, and you're changing from piece to piece. Like, mm -hmm. for me, when I go in there, what I want, and this is the thing that I, I have to compare it, particularly in the year of 2020. This is an important point. Like, Alex came out, in my opinion, in the wrong year. It should not have come out in 2020 because the last thing somebody who's already downtrodden, you know, in this what feels like a realistic dystopian universe is wants another dystopian universe to go into. And the same thing is is there in, in Saints and Sinners. You guys know how much I love that game. I'm smitten about it, but it's the wrong mood. Like if you really want a game and this comes down to what you want in your game, you know, I want a game to, to give me fun. I want to have fun. And I think this game has a really kind of odd decision, but I back it in that they've got the kind of fun part of the game, which is the gameplay, and then they've got the gallery missions, which is the, let's give a reminder to people about these vets, the people who actually went through this, and the atrocities of actual World War II to kind of drag you back to center and say, that, this is, let's, like, as, as much as you're celebrating, in some extent, the gameplay here, like, don't go too far. Remember where this was rooted in, and, you know, remember where your freedoms came from. But I, I don't um, like yeah, what you're saying is like you're fine. Like they, they have Medal of Honor, like the old games, and they used a lot from that in the VR game. But the thing is, if you start making a VR game, you got to look at what makes it so unique and innovative and use that and put that in a new game and make yeah. uh, and take a spin on it. But instead, they use the victory screens. They use the menus that you are all familiar with from the old Medal of Honor games, but they just don't work in VR because you need to come up with something new, like Mike said, with loading menus that, that feel immersive and don't take you out of the experience. And if you talk about and if you talk menus. about the gameplay, like yeah. I'm like, like my which, mind which other games than Half-Life Alex is doing this? Because I I, I'm but, thinking of them and I can't. But, uh, well, it takes the momentum games. out of the game. Like if you look at the way it, I agree with that. It but takes how many other games are doing that? But the problem is we don't have many VR games. That is the problem here. <laughs> but like I, I would say, like so. So that aside, I think like the characters as well. Like I, I don't know if you noticed this or, or you felt the same way, but certainly in the cutscenes where you're just listening to the characters talk, like it's very, it feels very wooden to me. And like then mm -hmm. there's these really strange facial expressions and then there's moments where it's just yeah. like they're just standing there looking at you with some awkward silence because ultimately in the back of the yeah the game yeah. is loading in the in the background and it's just this weird disconnect between you and the characters oh i agree with that yeah well, I, I thought when, when did that happen? Can you give an throughout example? Throughout the whole game, throughout the whole game, it's, it's everywhere. <laughs> I find it's, the it's every, every cutscene. Again, that said, I think I I often feel like I'm like listening to someone's weird version of comedy, or like you know, like also the jokes they make. You know, it's it's a it's a very flat kind of comedy, or like 
Well, and I, I think that it's just not my kind of thing. But at the same time, um, that doesn't make the game less fun for me. Like the game itself, I, well, they, they, I don't know. I, I, See, the I comedy thought... for me is a highlight. It's not a detriment at all. See, I, I love their character. I think, it's, I think like facial you're, animations you're, are like L.A. Noir. But it's like I you're mean, enjoying you it see, like, because you're, you're scars on it. It's like you're. It's like enjoying a bad movie. You enjoy it because it's so bad. And then that's almost what you're bad. saying with this game. <laughs> I don't think it's bad. I'm, I'm, I mean, enjoying, I think I'm enjoying the facial bad. expressions because they look terrible. It's but, like the, 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 the Vino brothers. You look into their eyes. Brothers, you're never going to... It's like looking at dead. Momo. It's like in their eyes. It's like... <laughs> yeah, it's just... It's, but it's also, awful. like, like um, the, the, the thing is, like, character development-wise, like, you have this, this awesome bunch of characters and it starts off pretty strong. You have, you know, different... You have one... Who is, oh yeah, I can't say who they are. But the thing is, you have a lot of characters and they all have their own kind of... But character development-wise, it's not like you really start to get attached to any of them. Well, there are maybe two or three that kind of get some more screen time, but the rest is like, I don't care. They just pop I, up I and they're like your friends straight away. I'm like, I don't even know. And I, do, I didn't feel like I was part of the story. I was just standing in there in the cutscenes, but... Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I definitely, like, I definitely agree that the, that the characters are, are not the strongest point of the game at all. And for a, for a game that is so expensive, they, they should do a better job. Well, again, that. Rowdy, but I'm that's talking, why, because I'm it's talking, years old. But wait, it's wait, old. wait. That's but why. I'm talking about that it's like, it's, it's a total package that I, that I mean. Like, the, the only question I'm asking myself is, am I having fun with the game? And I am. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, and I have, I have a lot of criticism. Like, like was... you all said, like the, the 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 story is not great. I agree with that. The comedy, I find it flat. Uh, the characters don't have really expressions, and and I agree with all of that. But the the core gameplay, I still find fun. Like, I'm not. Should the game be cheaper? I agree with that. I I agree that the game should be cheaper for what they're delivering. But I still find it a fun game, so, and I would still recommend. And I do agree with you in some out. parts that I think sections of this game are fun and sometimes like great. And I think and there's moments where I think this is really good. But there is like mm -hmm. levels where they they put you on like a moving platform. I won't say what platforms they are, which are completely out of your control. Which is like motion sickness simulator, even for someone like me. And like there was a section where you swim in the game, which I felt was particularly rough. And like even for me to get through it was kind of challenging. Um, which is later on. I don't think you guys have experienced that. No. Um, and there's also sections where you control turrets with your face. Like, you know, you've probably experienced mm -hmm. that on the plane. Yeah. You do that in the tank as well later on. And I think that feels a bit out of place. feels like you're playing Gunjack from like 2014 mm -hmm. or two, 2015, whenever <laughs> that game came out. Um, it feels very odd. And I think that's why I, I talk about these kind of like old game design choices. Mm. Yeah. Um, there's a stealth mission, which is just like, I, I wanted to pull the hair that I didn't have on my head out um, because it was just so annoying. You do something slightly wrong and then it's that you're dead. There was no leeway in between. Mm. So, yeah, there's like, as you said, like there are missions that like there was a point in the game after I think mission two is like I'm playing Medal of Honor now in VR and yeah. suddenly like, wow, this is freaking amazing. Super badass. As you said, comic moments where it's really funny, where you're totally in there, super chaotic, sometimes serious, sometimes not. And I was like, this is what I want. But it's like this game is like a roller coaster where some missions are don't feel like missions because, as you said, it's five minutes. You sh shoot like four soldiers and uh, victory and you get another cutscene. Mm. Like there are moments yeah. where I'm totally into the action and it lets me enjoy that action. It lets me enjoy the environment I'm in. But other missions, it's like the environment is ready for me. But then I don't even get to spend five minutes in it. And I'm again in a cutscene and I'm getting just like taken out of the, the, the combat, you know? Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, that's true. And, and that's that's the hard part. Like it's 
it's a it's a game that just has too many ups and downs where it's just hard to tell someone I, to... I think it's important to say that that's a very personal uh, opinion like i i understand but everything why here is personal like uh an yeah, opinion i know but uh... like when i mean <laughs> what we're trying to do is we're trying to give an impression of the game and uh you know there there are things that i don't like and there will other people who say oh, but that's the best part of the game um, yeah so i think it's very hard to 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 say that this is the worst game of the year or like i'm not saying it doesn't have to be hype it's it's in no, the no. middle somewhere I'm, I'm saying it's probably the most disappointing game of the year because it could it, it yeah, could have and should have probably been better with. in my opinion it should have been better but i, I don't think it's the most disappointing game well, our, our is, opinions kind of match steam because in the end it's 50 50 as well you know there's 50 percent who says it's amazing now. and no well it's still kind of in the middle there um so yeah, but I think they're on mostly negative as of this morning. So oh. the thing I, I think was it's forty percent negative about yeah. yeah the thing I was going to say like there there was a there was a massive difference what I'm seeing and hearing from other players. As I said, I've spent four hours talking to people online, playing with them on multiplayer, um, also getting their impressions of not only the single player but multiplayer. Um, I think it's an important thing to mention. Like Rowdy said, the full package, uh, a game that only delivers single player, you play it and it's on the shelf for most single-player VR games. If it's a multiplayer game only, then you play it for a couple of months and then nobody's playing it anymore. So this is a combination of those two, and it definitely wins points for me for doing both, and doing both actually quite well. Multiplayer is weaker than single-player, in my opinion. Um, it is more taxing okay. on your system well, as uh, a result. Cool. And it, 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 it becomes... Uh, their level design and... and, and the actual differences between the guns, the gunplay, the different modes are nice, uh, but I see a lot of fluctuation uh, between mode to mode, what's fun, what isn't. Uh, lobbies, of course, at the moment, especially given the fact that the game is so large to download, so expensive, so people are humming and hawing over, is it worth it? That's the most common question I'm getting on the game. Um, but I, but I, I do find like 12 very detailed maps very well done um and i actually think that for a game that initially we thought was only going to be a single player experience has been undersold they did that one multiplayer trailer i found it even very difficult to find some of the basic details about the multiplayer outside yeah. of that sphere and mm -hmm. i i really feel it's undersold i think it's underperforming right now maybe that's why they're underselling it uh compared to the single player game in terms of what you can run well, but, but the experience is still well of everything. Solid of everything, uh, the most potential this game has is the multiplayer. I totally honestly. agree with Nathan. Uh, yeah. Because that is just like, as you said, like the the fact that it's in the package and it's huge. I said like split it off. Please split off the multiplayer. Make it twenty bucks or something and let people play that because the multiplayer yeah. is really good. It's really really fun. There are some things that need to be changed. Yeah. But overall, the maps are good. It's fast paced. It works. I could totally understand why some people would only buy it for the multiplayer. Now, I heard some people say, yeah, but Medal of Honor is all about the story. Well, I remember my LAN parties with friends and we played Medal of Honor multiplayer. We never played like we never really cared about the story. So there are two camps here where you can do both. But yeah, the multiplayer has a lot of potential for sure yeah, I, I haven't tried to multiply myself yet but I, I do have the feeling that there is indeed a lot of potential there if they can get the player base to you know, yeah. support uh, that kind of title uh, so, so what they do in the multiplayer is they fill up the lobby with bots that don't have 
players. Um, And that works for the most part, although obviously it's not as fun as playing with real life players. But, you know, I think that the multiplayer does have potential and I think the maps are are really nice and detailed. They look really great. The gunplay, if you know, you could show someone some gameplay of this and and say this is Battlefield in VR and they would probably believe you. Do you know what I mean? Like it's that sort of level of quality. And I think, you know, um, the game modes, you know, some of them work, some of them don't. I don't know, like the bomb one particularly worked well well for me, but, you know, team <laughs> deathmatch, domination, you know, as what you'd expect. Um, I think the game does need some weapon balancing because the lever action rifle is just way OP. <laughs> like it's literally like, it's like one shot kills. So, you know, it's a rail gun and absolutely yeah. needs to be balanced. Um, I do totally think over, it would benefit from a progression system. Um, so you'd mm-hmm. be getting like ranks a bit like in a Call of Duty game, for example. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, having the multiplayer characters um, unlocked during the single player gameplay, they should have just tied that to the multiplayer alone so you know with your progression you unlock multiplayer skins and that would be a reward for Mm. leveling up whereas they tie it to the single player campaign so when you complete a mission you unlock gallery content and multiplayer skins which doesn't really make much sense in my opinion they're changing that again actually mike so they're gonna they're they're apparently taking out the gallery unlocks and they're gonna allow unlocking all at once for the gallery okay that's smart um i know we haven't talked in depth about the gallery yet i'll stay off the topic for the moment yeah but in terms of the concept that you're, you're you're saying the single player unlock i feel is it's like a nice treat at the end but it, i would agree that it's unnecessary and actually tying it to multiplayer would be closer to what players would expect yeah i think it so. feels odd that you're unlocking stuff in single player and then you go play the multiplayer and you're like hang on a second there's there's nothing there's not even like a, a visible ranking system um or any kind of yeah. unlocks which players are pretty accustomed to and like you say this game feels if if like anything else, to me, it reminds me of like Bad Company 2 playing that game. And it's very fast, kind of vociferous combat. Um, gunplay is is fantastic in multiplayer. As I said again, I'll say it again, the level design is absolutely gorgeous. And it's not samey in any way. And 12 maps, I'm like, oh my god, we're still getting new stuff. Yeah. Um, and the rare, modes are yeah. good. But like you, I found the bomber one not as oh, thrilling as i was expecting mode. it to be uh, yeah but the the biggest weak spot for me and you said it at the outset when we started talking about medal of honor the bot ai is not great no. it is like they all feel the same it's the same problem that i had with frostpoint which is that 10 v 10 game mm-hmm. um if you have bots and you have humans i think there's a cardinal rule that developers should avoid which is it doesn't matter how many humans you have in a match. You shouldn't have more bots than you have humans. Agreed. Otherwise, yeah. it feels inhuman. Yeah. Um, and you shouldn't get away from that feeling. Even if it's two humans, two bots, that's fine. I, I know your levels bots. may be big or whatever, but yeah, no. padding out with bots is not a good way to fill no, a game. I like bots at all in this game. Like the bots are super stupid. They're sometimes stuck. Sometimes they stand in a wall and they just shoot in the wall because they have no idea where the enemy is. So yeah, yeah. The, 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 the bots are, are not doing it. But as I said, it did yeah. feel like taking me back to one of the older Medal of Honor games, playing the multiplayer. And yeah, all the, all the mechanics that you have in the single player, um, you could just use in the multiplayer and they work just as well. Um, like, honestly, this is one of the, like, I, like, I'm not saying it's the best game of the year, but I do want to say it's one of the best looking games of this year. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's, there, there are scenes where I'm like, is this a photo that I'm in? But then, as I said, like, it's just filled yeah. with this gameplay that I just didn't wanted it to be. Uh, the so consistency of the environment. The outside the thing, is nice. The thing that Nathie's hammering on, and I, I absolutely want to highlight this point as well, what you get in a lot of VR games is what I call like a three-tier effect. You'll get the stuff that's close to you, that's level of detail as you expect. Mm-hmm. You'll then get some kind of cage outside of that that's a lower level of detail, and you can kind of see the transition mm-hmm. between them. And then you usually get a lo-fi skybox. 
and it it just stands out really obviously. I think the first place I I saw it was like the lab demo when you're up on the mountaintop with that little yeah, robo yeah. dog and you like saw the rocks near you and then you saw the mountains far away and you could see the disparity mm. between the two. Yeah. This game does an excellent job. I mean, really excellent job of making that feel seamless. Like, I don't know how they deal with it. Yeah, and I think no, it's I part of the mean. reason why it's got high recommended specs to drive it. Yeah. But I'm on a 1080 and it's running great. And I'm like able to see detail close and mid range and far. And there's no obvious gradation. It's just like all part of a scene. And so like Nathan said, it feels like a postcard. Yeah, it does. You take pictures yeah. in this it game. It does. It's yeah. Cool. They're, like, they're like, they're like, they're, they're scenes, especially when you're inside buildings. I remember like this, this floor oh. and it's kind of uh, shiny, but then there's also mob that fell over the floor. And you can just see that Respawn Entertainment has years of experience to make something like that. So yeah. from the uh, visual part, it's amazing. But then, as I said, it's getting filled with, with enemy AI that are just kind of dumb and don't really know how to use the actual map that they are in. And then with the weapons, it just doesn't match the same vibe. But visually, my days, is it great, really? And I, I think, I think you know, this is where I think the game has the most potential because I think if they put some time in updating it, and this is probably my biggest concern overall, is that I feel like this game is going to be abandoned by Respawn. I don't think they're going to be updating it. I may be wrong, but I'm just Some, looking They back. are now updating it, but it's the basic stuff like smooth turning. But smooth turning because like, it's only snap turn right now. But you but can't like, fix you mean post-launch it? content, like properly yeah, like hammering. Like, yeah. But you it, think it, cause it, why? Because it's gotten so taken so long to get to this point that now the baby's well, gone. That and also look historically, go. like with Insomniac, that was another huge studio that worked on Stormland and that had a really big part of its game, which was an online part of it. Right, this kind of persistent world that you could go back and it was ever evolving. They dropped it day one and they literally dropped it like a stone and ran away. Like they never but, updated that game. But that was due to an acquisition. They were yeah. it was competition but, at that stage. And if it's not in the interest of the acquirer. What we gotta remember here is that these both of these games were funded by Oculus. This not this is not respawn entertainment saying let's do a Medal of Honor game in VR because we want to do it on our own merits. Uh, merits. This oh, was paid by Oculus and the same with uh, Stormland. So the second that money dries up, you you think they're going to be coming back for more? I don't think so. And well, that's I mean, my the money will only dry up if the game is also the, okay. you know abandoned. If the multiplayer really takes off and you have a lot of people playing this game, I think it would be wise for Oculus. <laughs> like, like, but like it's I said PC earlier, VR. that's the problem. It's not. What, it's not going to yeah. happen. It's not going to happen. If they happen. bring it to Quest, they're anticipating. Yeah. And we, I touched on this earlier on in the show is that like big box VR is really sort of shown that doing like regular events, working with the community, adding you know, bits and pieces to make the game more interesting, a progression system that's satisfying will keep your player base coming back for more. And the problem is mm-hmm. this game doesn't have that right now. It has the potential to be an amazing, like the be- one of the, be- the better sort of PC VR, multiplayer VR titles. But the problem is without that, that developer support and the community sort of r- relations, these people are going to drop this game within a few weeks time. And then the player base drops and then all you're doing is playing bots and then the game well, is just dead. Well, talking like uh, for the multiplayer, I think they're they're if they really, as you said, if they're really wanting to, they could make this, you know, very popular. Um, and and that that's just on PC VR platform, you know, without the help of standalone. It's possible. Yep. Uh, yep. Look at Population 1. I mean, they're driving numbers too in the PC VR market yep. that uh, others are just struggling with. Single player wise, like I know we have different opinions on that. I think if they six, uh, fix the first two hours pace wise, they take out some missions maybe that just they could kind of, you know, get rid of because they just don't really work or change them up a little bit, then it might mm-hmm. work. But as long as the first two hours are, are rough and pace-wise don't make much sense and take you out of the experience non-stop, 
I think it's gonna still suffer from those bad reviews that people call their first looks, you know? I would, um, I would be really yeah. interested to see if your opinion changes having finished the game in like... I, see, and the thing is, yeah. I am cognizant yeah. of that, right? So this is this is me four hours into the single player and the multiplayer. Yeah. And you guys know I'm I'm comfortable in having a different opinion. I am. And I'm not saying no, this it's because just like I want to be... What I'm saying is like, like it's hard to force people into the first two hours of this game. Like the rest of what I played is amazing. But the first two but hours are just suffering. That's why I find it so strange because suffering. You know, I'm in those first couple of hours. Zim is also in yeah. those... You know, it's already past the yeah. first couple of hours. And I'm I'm having a great time. Yeah, yeah I have... So that's, that's why the difference is... I've had is. such a ball, lads. I mean, to oh, me, yeah. it feels like I... It feels like we've taken... The facial animations and character animations from L.A. Noir. Uh, yeah, the kind of it's not like L.A. Noir. Chapterized... It's, it's not as good as Hold L.A. Noir, no way. You can't just interrupt me, Mike. I can make a point. All right, so L.A. Noir's facial animations in terms of the detail of the characters. You've got Alex in terms of the chapterization. I liked when they did the chapters, like the little bite-sized segments that you're progressing with. Although I agree that, you know, as you're progressing, you don't know where you're going next, but I'm fine with that. And you've kind of fused these the, the, the kind of brutality side of saints and sinners in you can do what you like to these you know the nazi bastards who you're fighting against and those three together as a sandwich to me i feel like this is way better nazi saying pacing but i feel like this is way more entertaining for me as a package than the dry spots of alex because there are spots in alex that and i know there's people here listening who are going to be like alex is my baby and i get that right i'm like that way with with skyrim and sinners but I'm, I'm telling you, this is this is better delivery up to this point, four hours into the single player, than than Sinners does. Sinners has dry spots. Uh, what Alex has that frustrates me is, you know, those puzzles like but, where you've got like 3D puzzles and stuff, and they keep throwing the same thing at you with little tweaks. It just felt like we well, used like, like, uh, that chat, stuff for like me. Like our, our listeners are this. saying, let's not compare this game to Alex. Let's just not do that because it doesn't make any sense. Like the mo- it does. No, it doesn't. It, does. it doesn't make any it's sense. A, it's a benchmark. Well, okay, like the other games they are both AAA titles. That's the only thing that they have in common. Mm. And they have a lot of game mechanics in common, and how the game is and the, how the game is portrayed. I think, yeah, I, I would love to see your opinion on it, like in a couple of weeks' time, once you finished it, just because oh, I, I, think, I think <laughs> I think you I think you're on a roller coaster here, and I think you're in one of the high points. Um, and I, there okay. is plenty of dips, and I think that overall tars the the overall experience for me. Um, there are some significant lows in, in the game for me that I just think could have been done way better. Um, and Omaha mm. Beach is a I good example of this. And I don't want to spoil anything, but I think okay. that level is a huge disappointment and could have been executed in a way, way better way. And for me, you know, that that level should be like your your your, your like level of the game that everyone talks about. Do you know what I mean? Everyone mm. showcases in a video. And I had the choice of the whole campaign to show off in a video. And I chose one on, on a train. And the reason why I chose the one on the train is because it's linear, didn't show any of the, the, the crappy snap movement, and you could play it through it quite easily. Whereas Omaha Beach would have been the ideal one. But the way that the, the mechanics they implement in that ruin the whole pacing Ooh. of that level. And you, 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 you'll find that when you play it, I guess. You just hit a really important point, okay? So I think that the immersion options in the game are really quite good. So the ability to turn off pretty much all of the HUD. I've got everything turned off except for highlight item. It should be played that way. that's because in a few... And the game is just really, really... I mean, Nathie said it already. It's very pretty. I don't go for looks. I look for, for gameplay. And... The thing for me is the different weapons feel good. I think the sniper rifle is the only example. You mentioned the repeater, the repeater rifle where one-handed yeah. reload or snap down, snap back up. 
it's just so much fun. Like, I, that's not a weapon I was expecting to run across. It's not just all the same weapons you normally play with. Even the pistols feel great and unique. Um, so, like, the weapon side, I know you mentioned that as the strength. For me, it's really... And it's funny that we're so, like, on different sides of this right <laughs> it now. It is. Because the first half of this story, for me, has been maybe the most cohesive visual audio uh, pacing journey that I've had in VR so far. Like, uh, it's, it's really I, I, strong. In again, my like, it, it's it's all based on expectations here. I think I got really hyped when I saw the, the, the trailer for the single player. And when you now play those levels, in my opinion, it's, it's not the same vibe. Uh, and uh, yeah. you know it's where it's not the same as this show in the show. Of the course, trailers. they always kind of play with that. that, but in this case, it's it's just totally different. Uh, and well, I gotta you know give my hats off to them for for making this trailer because it, it looks amazing. But then when you play it, it's like they 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 were hiding the perfect moments that just made it kind of wonky. Uh, so yeah, do you like the humor in the game, guys? Because I'm I'm curious just no. to dive into that, like. Hate for it. me, it, it resonates, but I get the feeling that maybe it's a kind of an imbued American style humor um, that doesn't. Yeah, that isn't like, gonna like sink the with first everybody. thing I did in the game was shoot that that kid. Like, oh, oh dear God, I Same. find him annoying. Yeah. <laughs> All my days, I find really like. Oh, I'm, I think I'm gonna shoot him a lot. So far, in every uh, level that I've started, I've at least tried shooting him in the hope that he wouldn't return back oh. in the next one. <laughs> But it's interesting, though, that we have yeah. such, uh, you know, um, different opinions of the game. Yeah, and I, I think, but you know, it's... I, I get you guys' opinion. Like, I don't fully agree with Zim, and I don't fully agree with you guys either. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm somewhere in between. But yeah. like I said, like, I haven't finished the game yeah. like, like Mike has, so I can't give my, my full opinion on the game. But what I've tried so far, yeah. I like. Save for I agree with you with the facial animations because I, I I laughed a, f a couple of times really hard on that because they look like they're like like someone just said something really badly and then they look at the ground uh, like why did you say that like oh yeah they look very they look very scared or like super oh my but but, days, but on one side it's funny but yeah. there are like moments as Mike said with with D Day as well like there are these soldiers that look like that and you're like totally in there and then suddenly turns around you're like. Oh, yes, this is one of those faces. You know what I mean? Like, if that wasn't there, it would really keep you in the game. And it would really keep yeah. you, you know, focused. On, I get that. I uh, get that. I mean, but still, yeah. for me, like, it doesn't it's make just, the game less I don't know. Fun. Like, I, I think, like, I think, like, for some PC VR titles, like, it's quite rare to get a PC VR uh, AAA title nowadays. You know? Very I don't rare. know how many we're still going to get for the upcoming years. But the, the thing is, it's like... There's like there hasn't been that much coming out this year in terms of you know and Medal of Honor of course has been going on for ages. Same with Lone Echo. We're still waiting for Lone Echo. We're all hoping that that's going to be amazing too, um, but we're waiting and waiting and then it finally comes out and then you know everything builds up. And the thing is, I love Medal of Honor. I still love PC VR. I just wanted to end December with a freaking bang. Like, you know, PC VR is still there. This is why, you know, Quest is completely irrelevant because this is amazing stuff that you got to play. But for me, it just isn't it, sadly. Yeah. Is, is there is there any more news that we can disagree on, Mike? Or, uh... <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah. Well, well hang on. But... What about the gallery here? So, uh, yeah, like, because well... this is a really important yeah, like, yeah. second yeah. hemisphere to the game. Yep. And I actually think, like, going in, I was like, hang on a second, guys. So the gallery, for those who don't know, the gallery is the part of the game where you get a lot, way more than I was expecting, and I know it's 30 gigs worth, of uh, videos. Like, I'll say high definition, they're probably 4K, um, and 360s, which are kind of lo-fi, of VR vets, them being interviewed. 
And like, if, if I think about the production budget, they clearly took a lot of planes from like the States and other places around Europe back and forth. I mean, yep. a big part of the production budget had to go into that. They even at one stage are showing off, it looked like about 40 or 50 vets uh, together. And it looked like they were all in scope for this kind of interview process involved in this. And they kind of deep dive on uh, about 12 or so of them. Mm -hmm. And then various things like German bunkers and stuff. And at the moment you're unlocking these periodically as you play through the campaign, We've heard on Reddit that they're going to allow that to kind of open up and they're just going to be able to get open access to all of it. Before I even played the game, I started by going into this and just watching everything that you could at the at the outlet, which was something like 15 or 20 videos and took me mm, probably the best part of an hour to, to cut through. Have you guys been through the gallery content yet? I'm just kind of curious if you've been through that I've, content I haven't yet. been through it all. Uh, obviously, I've unlocked most of it, I think. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, I've watched uh, a few of them. And I, what I found uh, from the gallery was that it was very emotional, heartfelt sort of stories from veterans that were there. You know, like these kind of like random encounters with people and then them recounting the memories and then they take them back to the location where that memory was and you know it gets very emotional actually and i was like holy crap this is stirring up some emotions in me mm. and i kind of felt like i wish and i know you kind of disagree with me on this zim because you said earlier about the tone and everything but i, I do wish they had carried over that kind of heartfelt uh, feeling into I, the game yeah, exactly. um, instead to of make being the game and, gritty, and that's, and that's mean, what make the game bit, actually because i have the, i yeah. have the feeling a lot that like they the game is like a little bit like the glorification of war in a, in a way you know like yeah, you have the heroes on the on the which is completely wrong in terms of like how world war ii actually happened you know what actually went down there and, and the american role on that but like when you see like then they have then on the other side you know that that really heartfelt gallery and i i just think that that awfully conflicts with uh, with the way that the game is portrayed in this like heroic kind of style um i i i find that really really well, strange that, that's, that's, you know what would have been better you know what would have been better like, like just think this just came to me right now mm -hmm. is that you mm -hmm. In between each mission instead of having a stupid like campy cut yeah, you mean a little bit of a they video. played the gallery yeah. and they said I was there on the on on the the landing craft. I was like absolutely terrified. I was thrown up in my helmet. Uh, mm. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, you know, there were people around me crying. There were people around me dying. You get this emotional sense, and then you play through it yourself, and 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 you play. But it in, there like, would be a completely different. It would game. be like so. It would only work if it's the game. game you're envisaging, Mike. If it was gritty, if it was yeah. if it yeah. was yeah. biting, yeah, right? and I can see that game. I do find that these two are weird peas to put in one pot. It, 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 yeah. it, it is strange, right? But again, I suppose it comes down to, do you, what do you want to play? What do you want to play? If I ask myself, it, do I want to play another like, heavy, you know, gritty for me, it kind of feels like in World wait, War II, I don't know that... I, 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 I want to play something that I'm going to remember. <laughs> You know, exactly. like, I feel like this doesn't instill any, like, memories for me that I think, oh, yeah, that was a really, there was some standout was a moments. that did that really well. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if it was World War One or World War Two, but there, that was free a couple of months back, and I played it. it Return to Castle Wolfenstein? No, you mean That's kind of what it feels the, the, like for me. Like, a game like that yeah. would also not, like, no, it's, you know, it's, start, it's, like... It's, a, it's kind of Indiana Jones meets, uh, it's a yeah. bit of an adventure, but you're, you're referring to the BBC one, right? Where... Mm. You're sitting in the. Is that Me? the? Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No. It was a. It was actually a flat game. It was oh, a, a, flat it was a game. Call of Duty thing. I, I had never experienced it, but it, it did just that. It did what Mike mm. describes. It was very gritty, and at the yeah. same time, it didn't glorify war as well as this does. This but, feels like you're playing through a comic book. But wasn't of yeah. World War II? But wasn't II, that the way I mean? they advertised this game? They said like it's it's an accurate uh, historical 
game and uh, we honor the veterans and stuff. But uh, honestly, like there are but moments in there but where I'm like, in, I don't know if they treat the Germans game. that way, man. Like, uh, you know, so. Mm, yeah. yeah. The other mm. thing I didn't like was, and I know this is probably a little dicey to mention, but I felt like the gallery, they did the typical kind of American thing of maybe it's not just American. Maybe I'm being too hard on my own kind of half people because <laughs> I'm a half I'm a halfling uh, half Irish half American yeah um, but like, like I, I'm not sure they, they kind of pull they've got the race card in there they're like oh we've got the one black guy and they make it about color and then they've got you know they've got one German guy in there like oh he's the enemy and we're going to tell the enemy's story from his side I just felt a little bit like it, it didn't feel very genuine the way they did it like they were trying to tick the boxes mm. and so to me the fact that they've got these two parts together, again, I'm glad that I'm getting to see the story and separately as a, as a different heartbeat, I'm able to see okay, these additional yeah. things as unlocks. I like I that. But again, I'm still not fully convinced they belong in the same package. And and these these additions that they've added, it kind of feels like a cover your ass strategy. It feels like we're going to make this game. Why do we put all this investment in? Is, is this just making sure that it's not going to go down like a rock? Um, because if you think about the time when the game was incepted, what, 2016, 2017, there were games taking a lot of flack for that type of treatment, you know? Mm. So it might have been well, a strategy to what say, is, let's what protect is, our IP. What is also interesting, and this is something I haven't heard many people about, that I remember being a big discussion in, in Call of Duty when they made their World War II title, uh, uh, the last one, um, is that you can pick your character. Um, you can be a woman, you can be a man, and you can also pick your skin color. Uh, and of course, historical wise, there are certain missions where that might not make sense, but others, it might make sense. So it's interesting that, but I, then I feel like that that's maybe coming from Facebook saying like, listen, we want that in there so people can, you know, choose. But I thought it was yeah. interesting because I don't think there's any other World War II game where you get to really, well, kind of like pick your own character. Uh, we didn't touch on customization, and I think that's where you're, you're kind well, of Well, yeah, taking it's kind us. of and like I think customization, yeah. The, the customization side of it is actually really nice. So in this game, you can pick a couple of different hands, a couple yeah, of different hands. body types. True. Uh, it's, not, it's not greatly variant, but no, I think but you can, you've got a couple there, of options. It's there, it's so. there. But then, not in single player, in the multiplayer, where I would say it really matters, you unlock quite a plethora of skins, models, variants. You've got people who look like grandmothers, every color, every race, different kind of people with aviator glasses to funny top hats and stuff. I actually think that they did that, again, more justice than I was expecting for the multiplayer half of this game. Mm -mm. Especially yeah. when we didn't know multiplayer was even in it until two months ago. It's <laughs> yeah. weird. So I yeah. think we should probably move on from Medal of Honor a bit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like we'll revisit this, I think. Once you guys have maybe finished the campaign, we'll yeah. revisit and talk about it again. Uh, I think we should bypass Mist for now. Uh, I think we should maybe save it for next week's show uh, so we can really give a deep dive on that and give us yeah. give me time to play that as well because uh, <laughs> I think Zim's only played it so far. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any That's sort fine. of hot takes that you want to share quickly, very quickly? You mean on Mist? Yeah. Good. Like thumbs I mean up, thumbs bad in the middle? Thumbs it's down. a middle. It's a middle. It's Ooh, a mi okay. The only thing I was going to say is don't play it on I Quest 1. I completely disagree. <laughs> because it's oh, got God. some performance drags. Okay? okay. But no, I think you'll enjoy it, Mike. As a puzzler, it's quite satisfying. Okay. Okay. So yeah, we can talk about that on, on next week's show in more detail. Because um, I do want to get through the hot topic uh, this week because I think it is an important yeah. thing to discuss. Um, and this is about um, Facebook being under fire from both the FTC and the German government at the moment. Wait, uh, German? And, that's, that's a funny yeah. coincidence. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, the first, let's start with the FTC, because um, I wasn't that familiar with what the FTC actually is. But if you're not familiar, it's the Federal Trade Commission. Uh, their tagline is uh, protecting America's consumers. Uh, so it's like a, a US thing. Um, so I did a bit of research on it this morning, and uh, there's a great article from Road to VR that, that really sort of go in depth in this if you want to go and check that out. But I'll sort of summarize the sort of situation with the FTC and Facebook. Uh, basically, the mm -hmm. FTC have filed a lawsuit against Facebook on the 9th of December, uh, alleging anti-competitive practices that constitute an illegal monopoly uh, on personal social networking. Um, they're specifically referring to the acquisition of both WhatsApp and Instagram and Facebook having a monopoly over the sort of social media market, as it were. Uh, they state that Facebook is following a course of conduct which harms competition and leaves consumers with few choices and deprives advertisers the benefit of competition. And it's interesting because Zim has actually mentioned this a few times on the show in the past, um, and it was something that um, I wasn't really aware of until he mentioned it for the first time, that this was even a thing. Like, you know, a company having a monopoly over a market could actually be yeah. subject to, to legal action, and that's... It was Actually, the, the thing case. is it was in the, it, I, I'm trying to remember who it was. It wasn't Ford. There was I think it was a, a, a like a coal or an oil company who they had to bust up. Um, and split up. They, they actually did it to Bell uh, as well. Bell Labs, uh, the, the telco. So that's telecommunications uh, provider and research group. Um, so I, I was just calling it out that like when you do have a corporation as I'll call it uh, edge pushing as Facebook and in a position of a monopoly, mm -hmm. it's quite important that that's kept in check by regulators. And the problem is, particularly in the technology sector, regulators are demonstrably slow, way too slow. Um, we saw it in the, I won't go into all the political side of it, but like election manipulation and all this other stuff, just areas that people weren't expecting. And it doesn't matter if we've learned our lesson three, four, five, eight years ago, the same things we law still hasn't caught up. So I'm actually really quite glad to see something like this because it will help to keep in check this growth. And if nothing else, even if nothing comes from this, it's like a fire across the bow. Yeah. And I, I don't think it'll just inherently keep Facebook in check, but they need to be kept in check. And what might end up happening, what you end up happening with this oftentimes is they'll split a company in two or three and they'll say you have to be separate companies. You can't just be one entity. Exactly that. And so, so this is what they're saying. Uh, the FTC uh, are saying that they're acting in an anti-competitive uh, way by uh, doing anti-competitive ac acquisitions of companies and also their anti-competitive platform conduct are the two sort of main uh, steers yep. of this sort of lawsuit. Uh, like you said, this could ultimately result in the company being broken up and then losing control of both WhatsApp and Instagram or them being, you know, siloed off into different uh, yeah. parts of the company. At this time, the lawsuit doesn't mention anything about VR, virtual reality or Oculus. Is, is that because VR is just not relevant enough yet to it's be kind of... Like, I, I think the main... The main up against Instagram or, yeah, the main or crux of this is social media domination yeah. rather than VR. However, <laughs> um, it could be said that, you know, in, in the VR space, that the Oculus are an, an anti-competitive platform and they've done anti-competitive mm. uh, conduct on their platform. Um, so that might come out in the wash uh, through this yeah. investigation. You know, we've seen that Oculus aggressively pricing headsets, which competitors can't yeah. match. Uh, yeah. You know, no one has and, even and come close. Forget. And and VR like is becoming more and more social too. Right now, it's yeah. still kind of you know, but if it becomes more social, then yeah. And, and don't forget that it can, for because they own Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, or use all those 
platforms for targeted advertisements regarding their own products as well. Yep. I like yeah. Oculus. And the thing is, like, no one, no one's come close in terms of quality uh, and performance of the the original Quest, let alone Quest Two. So they're they're really uh, pushing ahead. Um, obviously, with the very, go on. The timing of this is very important. That's the one thing I wanted to say is that as we're really seeing the kind of rocket boosters light up under VR, and Facebook seem to be driving that particular rocket ship with the Quest and the Quest One and Quest Two. I think this is coming at a really important juncture. Like, this is obviously tied to their earlier acquisitions. Again, you're talking 10, 15 years ago yep. here. Um, and this is, again, what my point. It takes it takes regulators, you know, 8 to 15 to 20 years to just even catch up and 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 agree on, on the laws that are going to bind these companies. And this anti-competitive thing is a big deal in the States. I don't know how big it is in other countries. I know in the UK, you've got, like, British Telecom, for example. Uh, some of the examples in chat were, were given between that and Global Reach, for example. Visa, I think, in Europe got split up for the same reason. So this you've seen this elsewhere, but I'm very curious to see what its effect has, positive or negative, mm-hmm. on VR. I think I think if I was to take a, a again hazard a guess, I would I would guess that they would take Oculus uh, or Facebook Reality Labs and Oculus and kind of compartmentalize that into a company. At the if this if this goes the way I think it will end up going. That'll that'll end up in a bucket, and in a different bucket, you'd have probably WhatsApp and Instagram, or you'd have the different services being split apart yeah. and divided. But the thing is, in Facebook's interest, they want all that data together. This is what Raddy oh, was talking about, yeah. because there's cross cross benefits, and what what the regulator inevitably is going to want is to, to draw those dividing lines and agree a plan with Facebook that says, well, you're going to split. And we're going to make you safe and sound. Yeah. Um, and then it becomes the regulator's job to like continually, basically audit them and make sure that they are segregated and there isn't any underhand stuff going on. Yeah, because like you know this this anti-competitive, um, you know, we we've seen this recently Maybe. as well. Like you know on Twitter and and on like in in the VR news uh, sort of. Uh, uh, pages like from Upload VR and Rotor VR as well, like you know, accusation, accusations from developers like uh, Darshan from Big Screen, stating that they're being squeezed for costs for selling movie tickets, while similar apps on the platform aren't paying the same costs. We've seen accusations of straight up copying apps like from Your, um, which is strikingly similar to Oculus Move. We've seen features being copied and blocked like Virtual Desktop, That's and not- it's these kind of practices that I think if if they probe into like the the Oculus and VR side of Facebook, that they'll see these things and then these will come to light as well in their investigation my i'll tell you what i i feel i'm sorry to say this but i'm gonna be the negative nancy here i think that again given the model that i was talking about about the, the more macro split up and the bucketing of of the company entities that exist after the breakup if they were if there was to be one i think they'd still be getting away with murder in, in that silo for for vr i think it's going to take them some more time mm. again three to eight to ten years to catch up in that space yeah i think i think it's just too nascent it's too new and i think like you say it, it's a long drawn out process it could take months or even years like you say so this is just the beginning but i do think it's interesting and i think it's interesting to highlight as well and it's something that we'll obviously keep a, a track on and obviously report on if we get any news back um but like you say it will be interesting to see how it affects oculus and facebook as a whole in a positive or negative way but would it would it be good for the vr industry if something similar like this would happen to the Oculus part of the, the I think it's, is, it's, there it's, it's 50-50, I guess. Yeah, of course, right now, that would the, the, be a bad the, thing the, because they're the only ones making VR as it is right now. But let's say yeah. if there would be other competitors around, because Facebook also has competitors in the social media scene, you know? 
The thing um, is, like, I know there's a lot of people out there that are very negative and anti-Facebook and anti-Oculus, but, you know, like I've said many times before, without them, the VR industry wouldn't be where it is today. And, you know, although my criticisms of Medal of Honor, I'm just, I'm happy that that game exists. Do you know what I mean? And without them, yeah, th that exactly, game would never have been exactly. made. So, you know, you've got you to take the rough with the smooth in that sense. But, you know, alongside the FTC, they're not the only ones that have got their uh, sights on <laughs> on Facebook. The German government have also uh, got their sights mm. on them as well. Uh, this was covered in detail by Upload VR. So, again, if you want to go and check it out, the full story in full detail, go and mm. check out but the, the interesting uh, from them. The interesting part is that the Germans just said, like, listen, uh, you know, you, you can't buy the Quest because of the because it's still tied into the whole Facebook platform. So you, well, you couldn't get your hands on one. We, well. You're right that we can't get our hands on one in Germany, but we're not sure. Like this was a proactive approach from Oculus. They actually pulled them and, and from sale in, in Germany because of the disagreement with the, the government. I don't think it was a stipulation from them at this point. But, uh, but uh, it was going no, down okay, that okay, road. Dis it seems. Disagreement, Under but it, coercion. yeah. But it shows yeah. that that's definitely a problem, yeah. data-wise. That that happens, you know. We did talk about this on the show um, a few months ago, and it was just prior to the Quest 2 launch that this was all announced, that the headsets wouldn't be available in Germany. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, you can still import one, and you can still use one in Germany. You just can't buy one in a shop over there. Um, but basically, this week, uh, the German government proceeded with uh, legal action against um, Facebook, with Andreas Munt, uh, president of the Federal Cartel Office, saying, since all new users of Oculus devices must also have a Facebook account, forcibly linking its VR products and its social network, this could constitute a prohibited abuse of dominance by Facebook. With its social network, Facebook holds a dominant position in Germany and is already an important player in the emerging but growing VR market. We intend to examine whether and to what extent this, trying arra this tying arrangement will affect competition in both areas of activity. So yeah. again, it's this kind of anti-competitive nature that they're investigating as well. So it's interesting that both the FTC and the German government are doing like are on the same lines yeah. potentially um mm. so yeah interesting stuff from both fronts whether this will play out as as a drastic change in policy in the future and they'll drop that side of things you know requiring a facebook account to use a quest to i highly doubt it Dude, but it would but be amazing like if that would happen that's like great because that then would you be have a U-turn for, for 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 the history books for sure but i think it would be a win overall it would but be I, a win for we'll everyone see, we'll see we'll see but I just doubt it. I doubt it. Not happening in 2020 anyway. <laughs> you know, you've got, to, you've got to remember, you know, although you've got the might of the FTC and the might of the German government, Facebook do have a crap ton of money for probably the best lawyers in the world. Um, so it's going to take 84 years before we get an it, it probably will. But I think it's interesting to mention nevertheless. And like I said before, if, we'll it, keep, let, a, keep if a beat it, on If this. it would become like, it, let's say if all of their headsets would become open, uh, you know, in, in terms of w what you could use, uh, then I think like the numbers would go up insanely uh, in a way where like you would say like 90 percent owns a facebook like owns facebook hardware even that well you can you don't need their uh, platform i anymore. think what they'd have to do is just bring back the oculus account i don't think that there will be the oculus account. just open up to be used on anything mm -hmm. uh that you can use to just to the oculus store you would still have to have an account it would just not be connected to no. your facebook social profile yeah exactly that that's what i would see as well but because that's I what think the issue is right I, I if i was a person who was you know anti-facebook anti-quest now and this change happens I'm certainly not in the next year going to go pick up a quest. I'm not going to trust that change. They flip one way, they can flip back the other way. Like I would, even with the price point being there, I'd still be hesitant mm. about my purchasing decisions. Well, you want to see proof. You want to see proof of, of they actually doing that. And when do you trust proof in, in nowadays world, right? Uh, that's <laughs> that's yeah. hard. 
especially especially <laughs> the thing is yeah this is the problem especially with data especially yeah, yeah. with you know the company who says oh you once logged into one of our browsers at some stage somewhere well yeah. now we're tracking you you know yeah. it's like it's it's, it's hard <laughs> uh, for somebody who's been in that position of of really data control for so long to believe that they're just going to happily back off of it even if told to so yeah it will it will be interesting for sure but like you know <laughs> Uh, many people out there would rather choose another pa platform or pay over the odds for another headset just so they can avoid a Facebook account. But, you know, as we know, the Quest 2 has been a, a stellar success and a lot of people just don't care about this. I think it's to a certain degree that we're in this VR bubble that it is such an important thing for us, of course, to talk about it. But for, yeah. for a lot of people out there, they just don't care. You know, people don't care using Facebook accounts to sign into just a headset. One quick mention, um, because this isn't a new situation for them, some people who might be new to VR might not know that actually, for instance, when the Oculus Go landed, the Chinese government required separate hardware and software to be created by Oculus. So there was a there was an individual device. It wasn't the Oculus Go. It was the Mi, Xiaomi, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so this this happened before. They had strategies. They've obviously learned from it. So they may be able to pivot quickly, even if uh, the X doth fall. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. That's uh, it's interesting because actually it's it's kind of like. Um, like government involvement in companies, you don't see that too often here yeah. in the in the West, but it's very common actually in uh, in China. Mm. Like it's it's kind of their their version of capitalism in a way. It says that uh, companies have much more control over companies mm. uh, than they do in the West. I have um, to say, like it's not something that I've ever really noticed before in the gaming industry, and maybe I've had my, had my head in the sand to a certain degree. But it is interesting that this thing, like you say, having a monopoly over a market even exists, and I, I do find it interesting. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a tough spot for Facebook to back out of yeah. because who's that competitor going to be? That, but also to, to before, a certain degree, if you, you almost, if you know, like <laughs> looking from a naive point of view, like I would say like, oh, we, we're investing all this money. That's why we're, we're doing this because we're spending all the money to, to, to make these products better. You know, other companies aren't doing it and now we're being well, punished. But, you know, I, I, I agree know. with that, Mike. But at the same time, they're not doing this because they want to push the technology no, further. No, of course. Right? That it's not because of, they you know, want out your of the of their heart that they're doing this. And, and the trouble here is, and I think this is important just to diagram in everyone's brains, like if you think about a legal entity, as that bubble grows larger, um, it's, it becomes a bit like the... Uh, the Blob. Now, that's like a 1950s film that most of you are not going <laughs> to remember. The Blob, yeah. The Blob oh, came down right. from outer space and just started eating everybody. It just got bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> and, and the trouble is, if you have a, an entity that wants to just feed and feed itself and stay alive, and this is what companies are great at. They're great at kind of feeding their own needs and driving them forward. And every year, every quarter, you know, doing better, doing better. Um, if you can slice that up, you can control its growth rate and, and the damage it can do, as well as the good it can do. Um, and that's what they tend to do with these with these divisions. Yeah, but it's going to be an interesting future. I'm glad yep. we're seeing some teeth come out, though. It's it's a good thing. It's actually a good yeah. thing. So. Yeah, so. because they're competitors. Think if you're a competitor, if you're the Decky Gear or whatever else, or you're um, even somebody like Apple or Sony, and you're planning your next headset, you're like going, oh, excellent. The door is about to open for us. Let's get our people ready to kind of dive into that because. The thing companies love going after is market share. And it's I, like, I love, you I know love, that there's a potential opening. <laughs> you start to direct your funds in that way, your direction. I love this I love this combination. Deca Gear, Apple, Sony. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. I love triangles. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> so that is, uh, that is obviously the news uh, from FTC and the German government. Obviously, we talked about Medal of Honor as well, but now it's wow. time for releases. Um, 
this week because we've got a few things to uh, talk about. And I think Zim's particularly excited about something. I don't know what it is, but he's excited. And when he's got I'm that so look excited. on his face, it can either be something great <laughs> you're or not gonna it can be lie. something terrible. You're, you're not going to lie you at the know. end of the year, right? It, oh, you're going to see these goods. They're not lies. This is He this lied, is he lied once. It's, and it's every like, time now, I'm like, I'm not sure if he's telling the truth or not. Just because of that one time with that car game or something. Yeah. It's like that scene out of Flash Gordon. You're putting your hand into that hole. You don't know what's in there. Could be a scorpion. Could be something else. Could be candy bar. Jesus what Christ are we going to get? The Zim <laughs> Lotto. The Zim Lotto. Okay, this is great. This is the Zim Lotto section. So, um, and I think it was Nathy was talking about this recently, and I, I, I was priming a developer for years about this idea, and I was like, come on, and it would never work with a Vive or whatever. You've wanted to be able to go for a jog in VR, and guess what? SideQuest has an app, now you can, and I've tried it. It's good. It's called Happy Run. Now, Happy Run has you set in a scene that is, now this is alpha, okay, so don't get too excited. What the, what the name is in alpha or the game? <laughs> Happy Run is fucking banks, man. I hear they've got that website and everything. Okay. Imagine a kind of a, a, a Skyrim expanse, very mountainous, very kind of Colorado looking with pine trees scattered around, a bright blue sky above you and a dirt trail. Um, this is what Happy Run brings to SideQuest. So for free, if you've got a quest, you can go and check this out. You've got an open world, and these are like open world exercises. So you're jogging along this path. All you're doing is running in place. When you stop, your character stops. Wait, really... wait, 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 Zim, Zim, wait, wait. Are you running after someone? Because <laughs> it looks like there's someone running in front of you. Do you have, yes. do you have like an axe in your hand or something? No, you is don't have an axe, you're not an axe murderer. You're not chasing down this lady to chop her into little bits. You're just following this lady who happens to be in hot pants. Stalker it, Runner 2020. <laughs> it, it does feel a little so bit weird. like Stalker Runner, okay? I'll be honest, because I played it earlier. And the thing is, you're trying to catch up to this lady. And I think, disturbingly, at the start, the character says, like, wait up, mom, or something like that. Oh, and God. then and then you're, you're chasing down this lady on this path. And the faster you run, just like in, in Wii Sports and stuff like that with the Wii Fit, the faster you run, the faster your character goes. And I do say you do travel maybe double the speed you probably the, the should. The closer you get to her, she just starts screaming. Screaming. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh god. Yeah, Sorry, I'm ruining weird. this game. Go on. It's, I love it's this. fine. I love but it. the thing is, like, it actually runs. <laughs> it runs really. <laughs> it runs smoothly right now. It doesn't work on a Go. I accidentally <laughs> sideloaded it to a Go. I didn't know my Go was still connected to my PC. <laughs> uh, so it doesn't work on a Go. I tried it. But playing it, like, I, I, I ran half a kilometer. I would have easily run a kilometer. Wow. And they suggest you don't run more than a kilometer, and I would as well. Remember Zim's horrible mistake of running in Minecraft for four hours and then his <laughs> yeah. knees being busted for oh, three yeah, months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so take your time, take your pace, try this out. The only things that I didn't like about it are uh, the controllers, if you set them down and you don't have them in your hands, the direction the controllers are in with respect to your headset is the direction you'll run and also the direction you look you'll run. So if there's like uh, uh, a canyon off to the left as when you start with this game and you look off the left, you will run off the left. And when you fall, there actually is like fall damage and there's blood flashed on the screen and stuff. So Rowdy, you're going to love that. You're going to absolutely love that. Um, but you guys should really check this out because as a starting thing, this is actually something that gives you the ability to exercise jogging on a mat or whatever in place. And you can actually run up a mountain. You don't have to follow the path. Um, but I think the concept the developer has is that you're going to chase this woman. Not with so, so is it actually possible to catch yeah, your stepmom or no? I, I couldn't get up to the woman. I, I got close. I got is, it a, is it like an endless runner like Super Mario 64 with a staircase? Do you have a feeling that you're almost there, but then in the end you aren't? 
Something like I that? Think, so so the environment is um, multiple square miles of nonlinear running. It's an area. Okay. I haven't gotten to the edge like Pac-Man. I don't know if you teleport back to the start but of what little, happens. There must be there must be an, another part of the game as well because they put happy in the title. Happy. So, I mean, well, there must be something at the end of their run, man. <laughs> well, the thing is, if they make this multiplayer, you can run against other people and it's kind of cartoony oh. or something and there are like obstacles that on the way. Fun. You have to jump over them and, and there are coins you can yeah, collect. That and, would be fun. Uh, what was the impossible... I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even need the coins. Uh, it's called Happy Run. Yeah, but the other game, and... like, there was a game where you also had to run on, on the spot and you had to dodge obstacles and there were, like, different themes around that. Like Temple Runner or something? Uh, maybe there's something else. No, like game. Unbreakable VR Runner or something? Oh, yeah, I think, that's, I think that was it. That was Ancient. Yeah, well, you know. yeah, I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> back in the well, day with the ancient, DK2 yeah. demos. It is. Wow. Interesting um, concept, so though. Yeah. yeah, it is an interesting Yeah, concept. and I have to say, that was the first con thought I had was if you were running against other people... I think people would, I mean, I broke out into a sweat. It was like, it was proper good. Um, and I was like, I, I could do this. I could do this. And if there was another person there, I would probably run more than I should, which tells me that there's definitely a game concept, game concept here yeah. to dive into. So this is still early days, early access. That launched just on the 1st of December, and I thought I would share it with all of you. Okay. The questers, well, enjoy that. Happy run. That's happy, the first one. Happy. Second thing. Okay, uh, Nathan's going to be happy about this one. Also because his favorite game ever, ever is now landed on PC. What? Of course, I'm talking about Space Channel Five. Kinda what the funky news flash on PC? On PC, it's actually come to PC, okay. which I wasn't really expecting. What? Although we knew it was going to be a timed release when that landed. This is one to so play 20... on the reverb. HP reverb. Yeah, PC. I just wanted to say this. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty low-fi graphics. Basically, aliens are forcing people to dance, and you must save them. <laughs> and in a game that's going to take you, I mean, it's a very long campaign of somewhere between 45 minutes and an hour and a half for your 25 bucks. That's pretty short. This is a very short game. Very short game. Even with the extras in it, super ultra short. Nathan and I both have played it through to the end. Um, this is, this is for those who don't know, this is like a Dreamcast legend. This character came from the Dreamcast console. That was before the millennium, <laughs> right? Back, like when we were in proper Tron. Wow. So Space Channel 5 is like... It is kind of fun. It is a fun game to play. You have these Marolians who are the Marolians. aliens who are dancing against you. And <laughs> you're called Ulala. We are the Marolians. Okay, yeah, go on. Yeah. You're gonna have to keep going now, yeah, man. No, I hold you to that Please song. More. That's who we are. See, he's got it down with the hands. You do all these yeah, hand yeah, gestures sure, and yeah. stuff like this, but actually I I think it's difficult to recommend this game. Nathan, you've had maybe even more contact time with you, Lala, than I have. Uh, how would you, how would you, you know, explain this game to people, and would you recommend it? Uh, well, it's a dancing game, first of all, and it's pretty fun. That's all I can say. That's it. No, but it's it's, it's like this guilty pleasure kind of game, and it's it has this Sega vibe. You know, uh, if you if you enjoyed like Samba the Amigo and uh, what is the other one, uh, Parappa the Rapper guy, Parappa the Rapper, uh, that kind of stuff, and also Jet Set Radio. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of fun, and it's it has this Japanese vibe to it that yeah, you can't you can't get it anywhere else. So uh, it's quite unique. Yeah, definitely play it on the on the best resolution for sure. It's more immersive that way. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no but oh. but seriously i thought it was an amazing game but yeah it's definitely priced in a i think it's too expensive on pc it's already too expensive yeah. yeah if it was a 10 or 15 i'd be okay with it like 10 or 15 bucks i'd be like okay fair yeah, enough yeah. even if it's short yeah. like you say it's that unique like japanese flavor mm -hmm. and takes you back to the original console yeah, games, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. that's the second one that's nice. a re-release well, good news um, 
Like I was first so down after Medal of Honor, but my god, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> this game, it's finally coming to PC. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll be the 18th game of the year. <laughs> yeah. All right. Spoiler this next alert. one's a real surprise. Okay, I'm going to move on to uh, Ven VR. So this game, uh, if you were to take kind of Crash Bandicoot, Jack and Daxter, Lucky's Tale, Astrobot, and smush them all together into a colorful world, you have Ven VR. Monolithic Games on the 17th of December are bringing this title to Oculus Rift. In Q1 and Q2, this will come to Quest 1 and Quest 2, and later it will go to other platforms, although no word yet. There is a, it's interesting. This one looks like it's going to drip feed all through next year. So let me tell you a little bit about it. So you enter the world of Ven. So Ven's the name, Ven VR is the name of the game, and Ven is the world. And thanks to VR technology, <laughs> I was surprised at this audience, you can look around in every direction, lean forward, get closer for detail, and experience an immersive platformer. You get to team up and work closely and use everything you can to save this world. Um, it's a world of magic. It, it's, it's a platformer. It's a platformer. It's very colorful. You're going to have to see the trailer for this one to really buy it. Um, I mean, buy into the concept. It obviously plays with scale. And I think one of the features that we're going to mention as well is if you're buying it now for Rift, it is going to be cross-buy for Quest 1 and Quest 2. Mm. So um, don't hesitate if you're a multi-headset user to kind of go after okay. this one. This one's come out of, out of, out of nowhere for me. I, I was not expecting this. It looks quite well-developed. Um, I don't know Monolithic Games very well. I wondered if you guys... Um... I've seen them. They they were doing... They were promoting this a lot on Facebook in, like, groups. But uh, I haven't played it. I am a big fan of third-person platformers. So I, I yeah. definitely want to give it a try. I don't know if I want to give it a try now on PC. I might just want to wait until it's out on Quest. Yeah. Um, I, I do think the name is not that... Like, it doesn't really match the the how good this game looks. Could be more yeah, exciting. VR you know? sounds like well, a VR, like title, adding VR to everything is already kind of... I don't know. It's not my jam. But Ven is, yeah, I don't know. It's a bit... Um... So I um, I played this, actually. Uh, part oh, of um, uh, the Raindance Film Festival. This was one of the nominees. Um, oh, so okay. I, I got to play all the, the games that were nominated. And this was one of them. Uh, I got to play, like, two levels from it. And I think it is very promising. Definitely has that kind of Lucky's Tale uh, Astrobot vibes. And you know, as you know, like, Astrobot is, like, one of my favorite VR games of all time. So, mm -hmm. like, I was, I was pretty happy with it. It doesn't quite have the polish of Astrobot, of course, because you know, Sony uh, pumping all that money into that game. But um, it's definitely got potential. I'm, I'm looking forward to playing it when it fully releases. And I'm interested to see, like, the, the graphical hit it takes getting over to Quest because it's quite a, uh, a detailed game on PC. You know, it looks very nice. It looks very pretty and polished. So, yeah, I would say it's one, no, to, one to keep an eye on for sure. Have, on, have it on your radar. Yeah. yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, so, I mean, if you're a fan of Moss or any of those other kind of titles. Yeah, um, of course. I'm trying to remember the one that Nathie always plugs as well, um, the two-hour Antarctica experience. Oh, uh, Edge of uh, Nowhere. Edge of Nowhere. Edge of Nowhere, yeah. Yeah, so all these third-person games. Bro Chronos, Chronos, I'll give a shout-out to as well, because that's another Moss. game that if you want 40 hours of game in a third-person setting, it can actually surprise you. Uh, you're probably going to think, ah, oh, third-person in VR is going to be lame. It's actually pretty good. It is good. Uh, in decent titles. By the way, so, if you're interested in knowing who won um, the Raindance Film Festival uh, yeah. VR Award, it was The Devouring for Best VR Game Experience. Oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah oh, excellent. Wow. Lacuza and all them. Yeah. Great, great job. Yeah. Uh, that, the Devouring was that horror experience we did in VR chat together. And it's free. Where, um, yeah. Yeah, you got to play it all in one go, and it took us, what? Four, five hours? hours? Yeah. Five hours? Yeah, it's yeah. pretty brutal. <laughs> but but that great. was with some help. Yeah. It was a very, it was awesome. Um, I can't wait to see more from them. Uh, okay. 
Couple of quick mentions here before we exit, uh, four things. So last week I didn't mention, and I won't go into too much detail here, but there's a title for Warhammer fans called Warhammer 40K Battle Sister. That landed on December 8th. Um, I, playing the beta, I got really like uninspired to kind of revisit this thing. Same. I know a few of you in chat have said, actually, it's a lot better. Um, they've, they've revisited some of the mechanics and that. I found it to be really odd. Um, and what I'm seeing kind of consistently in the reviews is, if you're a Warhammer fan, and I know there are a bunch of geeks and guy, girls and guys out there who might be in our audience, you at least deserve to know about this one. So Warhammer 40k, there's a game for you if you want. It's a first-person experience, and you play with a bunch of kind of interesting weapons. I felt like the visuals were very, almost felt like 90s, mm. um, quite quite lo-fi. Um, but then again, you know, it's running for you there on your quest. I think so. I think for me, like, um, you know, when I think of Warhammer, I would probably have preferred like a tabletop VR game. I think that would have been way more interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, having like a big, uh, like a bit like Brass Tactics, you know, that kind of social thing where you can see oh. your, your teammates and then play together. I would have really enjoyed something like that, I think. And then maybe even like mixed a bit of like um, that car building game. So maybe you get some models and you can like hand paint them in VR. I think that would have been a really interesting concept as well. Building building, building these models. Yeah, like wrench. So, you know, you've got like a a box, you open the box, you've got the models all there in pits, you assemble it, you paint it, and then you play it on the tabletop with your friend. That would have been a way better Warhammer game in my opinion. But that's just me. They should hire us as uh, just giving us these free IDs or pay us. Uh, yeah, I need to stop you know, packing like these. Right <laughs> One million damn. an hour and then down. All right, three more because I know people want to get out Chill, of here. Um, this one's quick. Uh, so Frostpoint VR, which previously had landed on Steam, this is the 10v10. Um, I have a little bit of an update to mention on this one because... Wait, uh, it's, it's not in German anymore. It's, not, it's in English it's now. In Ger- it's not in German anymore. They nice. got past that, that launch bug, nice. which was hilarious. Yeah. I love Germany has been at the, the center of our Yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is a 10v10. It was completely empty. You couldn't even get into a game middle of last week on the Steam build. Um, it was that empty. It was it was hard because it's like this game has only just launched and it needs people like anything else. Um, but it has now come to the Oculus platform. There are some reviews bubbling up. People are playing the game. Um, so that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of all I wanted to say about Frostpoint because if you were interested in it all, it's kind of a very quick little oasis that seems to be... Uh, very quickly, either going to dry up yeah. or find an audience. Well, um, the one thing is they're they're running a crazy campaign at the moment uh, to kind of up the game, I guess. And they're trying to, like the, the top five players over the next three weeks leading up to Christmas are going to get a 3080 and all this stuff. Wow. They're throwing money at it to try yeah, and keep yeah. it alive. But if you want, I think the thing I'm going to say there is if you're you're desperate for hardware or a Quest 2, one of the other packages, look up their, look up their thing, go check their Discord. It starts on the 14th. They've got this little thing running. Um, it'd be worth your while to check it out because it might be an easy way to go blog yourself some hardware. Um, I've seen this oh, before where developers yeah. throw money at a situation. And You're like, saying exactly what they want people to do, but yeah, no, I understand. Like, it, let's say... You, yeah, but how many people are going to do it? Listen, though? listen, listen. You have to have a listen, copy you, of the you game. You spend money on this game and then it's like, if you, let's say, already have that card, doesn't matter. Then you sell it and then you make, like, you get rich of playing like a game for just a few dollars. Yeah, it, it, it's a tactic. It's almost like a casino. It's like a casino support. kind of style. It's a casino but effect. Honestly, exactly. marketing wise, you can say whatever you want, but they did some marketing and it was yeah. everywhere. It was like, it was everywhere. Seriously. Like, I saw these content creators play it. I, I saw it on Twitter. I saw it on. So there, there was no hiding from this game for sure. And now with this new like event, it's not bad, man. I think it's, it's very uh, creative. 
Yeah. Very creative. It's coming from a bigger studio, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's going to be an interesting one. Yeah. Um, next, and this is the one that I'm probably most excited about this week, uh, is the Star Wars Squadrons update, which landed on the 11th of December. Mm. Um, this is a free update to Star Wars Squadrons. You've got new Starfighters. You've now got private, private custom matches, so you can actually get together two new ships, and you have a new level to bite your teeth into, which is Foster Haven. So... Looks quite exciting. If you've been away from Squadrons for some time, I was in it a week or two ago. Uh, it's performing a lot better now than it did on launch, so it absolutely has had a bit of a polish. Um, there are some new weapon upgrades and stuff like that. So if you're interested, you know, in Squadrons and you've it's your uh, Hotas has been gathering dust, uh, don't go for Project Wingman. I would say go back into Squadrons, have some fun there. Because, yeah, and, and, uh, you know, and get yourself get yourself a Baby Yoda uh, dashboard uh, wiggly <sighs> figure. Like, do they have that now? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just normal Yoda? No, no, like the the, the child Grogu is uh, is now Grogu. a little bobblehead that you can have on your dashboard right. in, the, in your ship. Did not know that. Yep. Excellent. Well, if you're a fan of the new series, mm. then uh, jump on in there. Last update, and this is one that's just for reaching because I feel like people need to get a heads up to this happening in case you need to go buy hardware to be able to run this feckin' thing. Uh, on the 23rd of December, Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020 is getting its VR patch, finally. So um, please, you know, connect up 400 PlayStation 4s or whatever you need to do to run this thing. Uh, we do expect it to be quite intensive on the old CPU and GPU and probably RAM to boot. Mm -hmm. Looks great. I'm really hopeful for the VR uh, support and uh, let's see where it goes. Wow. Um, the thing's had a few updates. If you want the like ultimate edition of Microsoft Flight Simulator, it'll set you back like 120 pounds at the moment. Um, with more content releases coming next year. One of the things that's coming, which I find quite interesting, especially because if you're used to flying planes, they're bringing out helicopters in Q1, which is going to be a pretty nifty update. That's going to be a paid update. This one is free. That's going to wow. be a paid update. So um, um, one more thing before go. we go. Um, like uh, The Game Awards happened this week. Uh, there wasn't that much VR, sadly, but uh, they did have a uh, category for VR, um, and Half-Life Alex was uh, was game of the year uh, in the VR section. I think it was competing with um, definitely The Walking Sorry Dead. because Medal of Honor wasn't released yet. No, it was, uh, that, that, that wasn't in there. No, that wasn't in there. Um, uh, but of The Walking course. Dead Saints Sinners was in there and, and a few others. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think it's amazing that they at least had a VR category this time. Because funny enough, uh, Half-Life Alex wasn't in the category of best game of the year. Um yeah. So, um, yeah. Interesting. Well, interesting. I think what we're going to do next week on next week's show is have a bit of a roundup of the year. So each of us will choose a game that we've, you know, really enjoyed our highlight of the year. And, you know, we'll kind of have a roundup show of the year summarizing everything that's happened, the sort of highlights. So, uh, yeah, we'll be obviously be back next week. Just a reminder, this is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube and Twitch. The show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK and 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud and on Spotify. Hit the like button if you enjoyed the stream and subscribe to the channel for all our future podcasts. And uh, just a reminder again. Yeah. There you go. That we've got a Christmas party next week yes. <laughs> after the show at 9 p.m. UK time, uh, 10 p.m. Uh, Europe, uh, 1 p.m. Pacific time, where we're going to just celebrate <laughs> the Christmas spirit in VR and hang out with some of you. It will be a lot of fun. So Celebrate the great year of 2020. So download Old Space on your Quest and your PC VR headsets and join us uh, next week for our Christmas party. Uh, we'll make sure there's links in the description down below. And set up your account early because there are some account setup steps. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on this week's show. Have a great week in VR and until next week.
Take care of yourself and bye-bye for now.